On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will dive into the Star Wars Squadrons reveal and dream about dogfighting in that faraway galaxy. From here, they'll talk about the cancellation of Star Wars Celebration and its subsequent two-year hiatus before moving into two stories revolving around characters in, or not in, The Mandalorian Season 2. Finally, they'll open up the fan segment with the final Battle of the Ages results, a question about Legends characters returning to canon, and of course, the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. Cue the music. everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. I don't see anyone in the live chat right now. That's okay. Nick and I will go stab our eyes out <laughs> after the, the show is over because we feel like losers. But we don't blame you because we tell you we're going to be live, then we're never live, and we never really have a set schedule, but that's how we roll at the Star Wars Time Show. Yeah. We're kind of a bunch of jerk-offs, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, we're roughly around 1 p.m. Central Time in that area. <laughs> that's our, that's our the, like, the most we, we accurate do our best. we can do. We do our best. I, I will take the blame here. I mean, I'm, I'm still working in lockdown, thank God, so I don't want to, like... Uh, talk about that too much because my man is looking for work right now so I'm not bitching about having a job but I can tell you right now uh, being in a household with two full-time working parents and a four-year-old that is very inquisitive and can't just kind of sit there and stare at a wall uh, it gets a little gets a little rough (laughs) these days yeah I'm getting a Matt we can't hear your audio oh no is Uh uh-oh that's not good. I can yeah, hear actually, Matt's audio. So I think they're right. Let me see if I can tweak this real quick on my end. Because yeah, they're right. I'm not seeing shit. Well, we'll fig- I'll tell uh, you guys what Matt was saying. Matt was saying that his life is terrible because he has a job and a child <laughs> in quarantine, which definitely makes it harder. Because am I, I back now? It looks like I'm back. Okay, because I don't have a job. I'm interviewing for jobs, but it is nice to be able to sleep in a little late, stay up a little late. And then, you know, only do the few things that I have to do with my contract work, which doesn't take up a full eight hours of my day. So maybe a couple hours a day I'm in the, you know, in my advertising accounts looking at things. But Matt has a full family and a job to deal with. Yeah. So I'm seeing action now on my mic. Hopefully you guys can hear me. If not, I need some feedback, at least on the live stream. I think the audio only you you guys can ignore all this because everything's looking good there. Uh, but it did look like I was having some sort of issue on the live stream. So Liam, Joe, if you're there, give me a give me a shout out. Can you hear me yet? A thumbs up. Can you hear me? Let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Try having a three and a half and a two year old. All right. So can you can you guys hear me? Can I get something from the peanut gallery here? So I, I, we quit doing mic checks. Hey, there's Greggy boy. All right. I, I'm going to assume yeah. that everyone can hear me now. Hopefully. Hopefully that's it because hello anybody <laughs> Hey 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 all right Spencer somebody Greg can you hear my mic There's probably is there, do we have a delay on that side Well yeah there, there's always going to be a delay All right thank you there we go. Liam and Joe okay now we can move on Sorry audio only people Yes Joe we were talking about having kids during this pandemic and lockdown Not me. Uh, he's got a three and a half and a two year old so yeah that that's no fun no. and 
you know, before we get into the topics, I guess let's just, you know, ramble on the lockdown a bit because shit's getting all fucking goofy again, uh, at least here in America. Um, I've, I've stayed committed to it. I'm not some idiot. I'm not, what do you want to call me? A libtard or whatever. I'm just someone that believes in science and data and what the federal government, the state government people have been saying. Uh, so I socially distance and yes, I wear masks when I go out. All right. The, do I feel like a douche wearing a mask sometimes, but who cares? Yeah. I mean, right? I, who cares? I've been doing it pretty the, you know, pretty much the same way. The only big thing for us, I is have a bunch of Star Wars masks. By the way, I have one. My, my wife Wars made mask. a bunch of Star Wars masks, so uh, you know, I at least have that going. Yeah, for I me. got one Star Wars mask, but like my thing is, is with the cloth masks, I'm wearing like I wear glasses, and because they don't have like, oh yeah, a nose you got pinch the, thing. My glasses yeah, the old fun. fog action. Yeah, so I'm like, well, <laughs> so I just wear surgical. Yeah, you masks. need the little the little wipers up there, like yeah, basically, yeah. But hey, you know. There's still a virus, all right? My friends, it even made its way back to New Zealand, which it totally cleaned it out, but two assholes from the UK snuck it back in. Yeah. So just because everything is opening again and some of your asshole neighbors or friends are out reliving life like there is no virus, spoiler alert, it's still here. It's still infecting motherfuckers like a son of a bitch and killing motherfuckers by the thousands every day. So... Here is here's my plea, my advice, just the way I kind of handle things. Uh, I, I'm someone that has a privileged life, right? I'm a white man. Uh, I've had good life. I raised. Uh, I wouldn't say my parents were rich, but we weren't poor. Uh, so the idea of sacrificing, saying going to restaurants and bars or to cookouts with friends really doesn't seem like a an honest to God sacrifice to me. Right. I mean, we're talking about people can't even sacrifice luxuries. That's too big of an ask. It's an encroachment on freedoms. <laughs> like, what the fuck have we come to? Yeah. I, what have we come to here? I will say that. I'm I'm gonna be going out of I'm going to Louisiana in July on July fourth. So that I am breaking quarantine for the first time since it started. Uh, I'll tell you, the, the the most I've broken it was two weeks ago. I went up to a friend's house. We stayed distance. My family wore their masks. They're a bunch of commies. They weren't wearing their masks. And after that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm good. I, I don't need I don't need to deal with this shit. So it's been two weeks since I I, I saw that guy. I might go back this week because you know I, I wait the two weeks to make sure I don't die, and then I'll go back out in public so I'm not uh, spreading it all over the place. But you know, this isn't the COVID nineteen show. I just I don't know. I, I get frustrated sometimes especially in this country, just reading the shit, all these morons that have uh, politicized this virus. It's, it's fucking insane. Like literally we live in the bizarro world. Yeah. It's a weird time. Okay? It's a weird time. And in, in it's this really weird space that we live in really weird, but just your friendly reminder from butt Merrick. See our, we have good fans. They get it. <laughs> Basajan understands, but Merica, he's right. We got to have our freedom. We got, <laughs> You know, if you don't give me a fucking haircut, you might as well just take all my liberties, right? Like, that that's what we've gotten to, oh, but whatever. Let, the let, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, yeah, I mean, Nick and I, we don't have to worry. We're just fucking bald. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all you got to do is get the old clippers and just... Yep, just I mean, if I, if I paid someone to cut my hair, I would be an asshole. Yeah, I know. If okay? you're bald and you have somebody shave your head for you, you need to just stop doing that. <laughs> you need you're a douchebag. You are a douchebag with a capital D. Just embrace the baldness. Either buzz it like I do, shave it like Nick. It's okay. Hair isn't everything. As long as you got hair and your balls, you're good to go. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. 
All right, so all right, dude. So yeah, let's get off all that that bullshit because I'm sure we just pissed a bunch of people off, or at least the uh, the MAGA crowd. So uh, getting into the topics here, we're not doing the top five yet. I know I have that pulled up on the screen. Uh oh. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna jump around the show yet. You know, that's the end. That's the fan segment, the much improved fan segment thanks to Nick's tournament and the fan question of the week but as we do uh, at the start of the show we usually like to cover any new collectibles that have come out uh, money I've wasted on shit uh, you know or things that Nick wishes he could buy <laughs> if he was into collecting Star Wars toys. Nick's he's more into just saving money so he can eat yeah and have a future where people like me and a lot of these assholes in the chat, we we spend all our money on toys because we got to have them, right? Currently, yeah. The only upcoming piece of, I guess you would say, merch <laughs> or, you know, uh, collectible that I'm getting is when the when the the Darth Revan Force Effects life lightsaber first was revealed and the pre-orders came up, I put my pre-order in for that. So that's going to be coming in September. Now, I just have to make sure that they let me change my delivery address on it because when I ordered it, uh, when the pre-orders came up, I was using my apartment address and now I have to change it to my, my home address. Uh, oh, and, and knowing your luck, they'll fuck it up. Yeah. They'll deliver it to the wrong address. The people will keep it. They won't return it and you just won't get it and you won't get your money back either. Yeah, yeah. It's, if, I'm, if, just, I'm predicting it right now. I can see it. I have foreseen it yeah if, if my luck holds up to what it is now then that's probably what's gonna happen and i'll lo- i'll be out 220 bucks so. or it'll show up and it'll be like one of the very few defective ones yeah. and you'll have to send it back right away uh-huh. and because it, they're probably sold out you'll have to wait another three months to get a replacement i will say that you cannot do pre-orders anymore i don't know if pre-orders are sold out or or what but because i tried to i was going to go on and i was going to cancel it and then re-pre-order it with my home address, and it wouldn't let you. It said no, not available. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's totally. Look, my vision is already <laughs> coming to fruition, dude. I'm telling you. you if the delivery is going to be fucked up, or you're, you're going to get a defective product. So. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, yeah, the, the peanut guy already wants to know, you're not getting the new Deadpool talking mask that Hasbro just introduced I, today? I will not be getting that. I will not no, be getting you're not a You're not a fourth wall breaker? Not until <laughs> Anyways, I get a job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean... Uh, pretty soon Nick's going to become a gigolo. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy, guy's got to make some money, right? I mean, something. Taylor's going to, Taylor's going to get his ass out on the streets and pimp that shit. Yeah. So you got to do something to make watch money. out. So, if we'll you're, see. if you're in Austin and you want, you want a bear, a bear experience, <laughs> give, give Nick a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. All right, man. So let's get to the actual topic here. We are uh, just all over the place today and I'll take the blame, but we got a new uh, Funko pop and, while it may look just like a standard Mando Funko Pop with child, it is the 10-inch version, or what we like to call Nick's penis size oh, pop. Yeah. That's right. Okay? That's right. Yeah. So I, we thought, we, at first we thought this was going to be an exclusive to Walmart. This is a, it's a general release. Uh, I, you know, we'd love for you to use our Entertainment Earth link if you are going to get this pop. Uh, the 10-inch pops are big. Yeah, they're big. They're they're large than larger uh, than usual pops. I mean, I don't know. Well, at least I'd say three times the size, almost probably. Yeah, 
you know, let's do the math with three times three is 50 divided by six is nine. So yeah, about 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, the cool thing about the pop is like you said, it's, it's the 10 inch pop. It's, it's, you can see it's baby Yoda and Mando full. I put full Beskar in the post, but now that you look at it, it looks like the right knee. It is. No, you're right. You're right. Don't, don't second guess yourself. A lot of people don't know this, but his one knee pad did not get replaced fresh. It's almost like it has Beskar metal dripped on it. Uh, but he really doesn't have a full shiny set of Beskar. And I, and I believe that show correct. We could go back and okay. look. Uh, but I'm positive that that one quad plate, if you yeah. will, uh, is still fucked. Okay. I guess she I guess she ran out of the Beskar or, uh, you know, he told her to save it for the youngling. So who knows? But she definitely shorted him on that. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, it's a it's a cool looking pop. I mean, the good thing about this Mando pop is that. Like we've talked about with other pop figures before, when you have real humans, you always get kind of a a chibi toy kind of face on them with the beady black eyes. But these guys are, it's an alien and it's a man with a mask on and you don't have to worry about anything like that. It looks pretty dope. I will say that the head size looks particularly big here. I know that pops always have had big heads, but it feels like his head is bigger than normal. Uh, I don't know if that's because it's juxtaposed to like tiny baby Yoda right under him or what, but his head looks massive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what they say about big heads, Nick, right? Big, heads. big heads, little Yoda babies. That's true. Little Yodas right? that accompany them. And speaking uh, so, of I mean, big I, heads, it's, it's, this, the hats are that? coming soon, Greg. We'll figure it out before <laughs> you even get there. <laughs> They're coming soon. Nick, Nick, Nick knew it. He could <laughs> sense it through the force. He knew that right, right where Greggy Boy was going. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Twinkle Tits himself who <laughs> gets up at 3 a.m. Love him. Thank you, sir. Love Greggy Boy. Uh, some good videos of his son uh, with his early stuntman career on go. his little bike. So watch out. Uh, little boys on bikes uh, is always a dangerous thing. Yeah. Uh, but this guy's out there now, I believe, for pre-order, 30 bucks or so. Uh, hook it up through Entertainment Earth. That way, we'll get some cash yep. that I can blow on November toys. that'll just... 2020 is the release date yeah. that's listed on Entertainment Earth. So you got a little while. You got about yeah. five months before you can get your hands on it. I, I do not think we have any Funko Pop people in the regular uh, peanut gallery, at least for the live streamers. We do have Funko Pop fans. I mean, we, we have some... Oh, is it Funko Caius, Matt Jessup? They put out some pretty stellar Funko photography. Uh, Greg, yeah, I'm with you. I, I could, I could, I could, I could check out a Mando egg attack. Nick, you know the, the egg attacks. Yeah, the egg those attacks. Are like the, those are Greg's like. Uh, yeah, you know, like his, his little dolls that he would dress up as us and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, so. I like those. I like those things. Uh, I mean, the chibi aesthetic is all like we like it. Matt, like Matt said, he kind of built his, his whole, uh, Instagram account yeah, off of it, the, yeah. the chibi stuff. Our it was logo. A big sickness, big sickness. Yeah. yeah. Our logo is chibi us. So, um, I'm, I'd be down for an egg attack Mando. Maybe you just got to get in touch with them. Just, be, just say like, Hey, everybody else has put out fucking Mando stuff. Where is the egg attack? Mando? I know. I know. It just, I don't know. It seems like egg attack is kind of slowed down on their, on their star Wars line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they ever even got. They're supposed to have a Baze Malbus and a Cheer. It. I don't know if those got canceled. I, I collected a bunch, but they're sitting in the glass now. 
Uh, it's just uh, maybe the Ninin droids will come out for first before the egg. There you go. There you go. I, I just it's like I, I've gotten right back to that stage in my collecting slash photography life where I just collect now and let it sit and then just let the ridiculous stress like there's no reason to be stressed out about fucking taking pictures of toys. Right. You got to right? you got to let the inspiration come to you. You got to sit did. on it. Let it hit you. I, and then I, go. I will tell you, Nick, this this weekend, uh, Saturday night, just to kind of Zen out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit being lazy. I'm going to bust out the shoe polish and weather up some new troopers. Saw that. So yeah, I, saw that. I did. I did do that. And I even shot a few shots. But I looked at some of the shots and I went, who the fuck am I kidding? <laughs> but you gotta, like, you gotta what let am the people I doing decide. Here? <laughs> because we've seen many times that we we all know that you hate yourself and you hate your work, but we also right. know that that you oftentimes put out very good quality shots. So you gotta yeah, let the people. Know. I, I hey, it, it's so weird because I did another drunk Thor last night, <laughs> and it and it popped pretty well. It popped pretty well. I, I released it during a toy pop, so it's kind of a, a cheat session. Look at that seven where, over where seven you, where you can. Yeah, where you can get past the IG algo nonsense. But it, again, it was still a cheat share because it's during a, a toy pop session. But the last time I shared a Thor like that, maybe the 100, 200 likes. Yeah, I mean, this one. So you just, you never know who, what, how to please the IG gods, but I guess that one definitely uh, made the sacrifice or whatever they need. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did very well. So that's that's cool to see. Yeah, we got just a few comments on our discussion here from the chat. We've got uh, Joker Beats Bats. That's, I like that. That's a good handle. That's a toy box photography. What's up, brother? But he said, not big on Funkos, especially after working for Hot Topic. Oh, my God. I, I totally get that because, I mean, Hot Topic became one of the main hotspots for exclusives and just collecting pops in general. Yeah. I mean, they've almost taken over their store. I don't know if they've scaled back since I quit collecting them, but... Uh, yeah, we feel you on that, Joker Beats. No doubt about it. Uh, get the get the hyper real Luke on a shoot. Tones, he's at least made it into the I'm gonna shoot at some point in my life box. So that that's a big step. He he's gone from the graveyard of unshot toys to it's in the box to be shot. And I, I think I've figured out a creative way to weather him, too, without ruining it too much. Because I, I tried to weather it. Nick, he's all rubber. Yeah. So as soon as you put liquid on that, it, the rubber starts beating up like a fucking eraser, oh. right? You remember that. You know, you're old enough to use a, a pencil. Yeah, so you remember it, you'd get there with your eraser and then the, all the little eraser shavings get everywhere. Yep. That's essentially what happens to Luke. So oh. as you're weathering, you're essentially erasing the layer you just weathered and creating little dingleberries all over the motherfucker. Good God, dude. That's so I, I I figured out my hands were dirty. As Greg said, when I posted, it looked like I was at the at the police station giving fingerprints. Yeah. So just with my dirty fingers, I started to feel up Luke, you know, kind of molest him a little bit. And just by touching him with my dirty fingers, I imparted some of the shoe polish in a way that it didn't create dingleberries. Yeah. So I kind of have my hyper rail Luke a little weathered, but slightly ruined because, again, I erased parts of his body. That's so ridiculous that they would make it out of that <laughs> material. Like, that's supposed to be your premium uh, line, right? Like, Hyper Real is like their new, like, like a new line that's supposed to be super good. And I really guess, good. I know, I, I, 
I don't get the rubber. I mean, I get the rubber on Vader, right? Because it, it yeah. really looked kind of like his 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 cloth and that that faux leather shit or pleather or whatever he wore. Yeah. But but all rubber Luke, like what the what the fuck? I mean, why? Why not just give him a a cloth soft goods outfit? Yeah, I don't understand that. And then like if you look at that that Luke. He looks so monochromatic, like he's just one oh, yeah. shade the whole way <laughs> yes, down. Dude. And it's like, look, I get it. Yeah, he was definitely wearing uh, a brown coat. But like you could put a little bit of variety in the coloring of the figure itself because now it just looks like one kind of tannish mess. And you don't even like the weird thing about this is it's like, I don't know if they just did the eyes poorly but the eyes on that figure it, like you have to go in and post and do something to the eyes because they look so weird i don't know man like it's it's definitely a questionable entry into this new hyper real i know I, but 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 tones is right I, I need to just get him get him out there take a shot i mean i've you know it's warmer where i'm at in columbus ohio these days I like to spend time outside not down in my basement where i can get a little more creative with lighting because i have complete control over light sources i mean that luke's like what, what, what shots do you give him outside yeah you could like do some dagobah shots because he did yeah. throw that stuff on here and there yeah i mean uh, but you're i don't mostly, know I, i'm working on it like you are pretty limited to where you can use this like yeah it's it's kind of weird but i guess you just i, I mean i have it. some i have some aquarium pieces that look like dagobah trees this that and the other things so i have other i mean obviously i want to shoot him with fucking hyper real vader yeah. you know that would make sense but my ass with posing and and uh, kind of dictating a scene that's not my strong suit so i just say hey fuck it i'll just let him sit there in a box and pretend that i'm gonna take a shot eventually <laughs> uh, all right well that's enough on on all my bullshit and my whiny oh, oh my life Life sucks so bad because I get stressed out <laughs> shooting toys, right? Yeah. That goes back to my initial conversation on my privilege, okay? I fully understand it, which is also why I'm, I'm A-okay not leaving my house for a few months to, to ensure that we, more people don't get infected with the death. All right, man, let, let's get off this Funko guy. I never thought we, we would turn that into an actual segment, but <laughs> hey. Kudos to us. That's why we are the greatest Star Wars dipshits on the internet. 100%. Uh, but uh, next one here, this is a big one, right? I mean, this this is one that I've been wanting to talk to you about. Uh, fans have been wanting to hear about. I mean, we were talking about last week. This is Project Maverick, by the way, for those that are too dumb to put two and two together. But we're talking about Star Wars Squadrons, uh, which got more or less outed by some intern at the at Xbox. Uh, the way this played out, Nick, right, is last Thursday or Friday, I believe, uh, it leaked on the Xbox store. Yeah. Uh, the, the product listing went up. People got in there, grabbed all the details, and essentially forced EA's hand to the point where they had to put up a... Like an essentially official... A, like, yeah, yes, at two is... days out. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and actually get the, the trailer cut and edited now because this fucking idiot over at Xbox released this. Yeah. Uh, so tune in Monday. We'll, we'll show you the official reveal trailer, which, which we got. Uh, we checked it out. I'm too scared to play it because of my fucked up system, and it could knock out. Could literally knows, kill the audio or the whole stream <laughs> for anything. But, yeah, but I mean, the game itself is—it's definitely not something that Matt and I it, like jumped out of the screens for. Like we didn't just be like, oh my god, this is exactly what we wanted because it is a typical EA move. 
It is a $40 game, so just put that in your head right now. Yeah, let, let's actually, before you go on, Nick, that is, we were talking that kind of when we were uh, in our planning session, but I, I don't think that's a point that stands out to a lot of people. I mean, if yeah. you're a a gamer, you, you when you hear that price for a brand new AAA game, you should wince a little bit, okay? It, it should make you feel a little funny. And I'm not saying like, hey, I want fucking $80 games, or that I love the, the, the $60 price point that games are at these days. But based on past experiences, games with a license like Star Wars that come out for less than $60 are probably lacking content. Yeah. I mean, this is not like, first off, some games like, yeah, you know, you have like some Steam early release games or those, you know, unknown developer games that come out for $40. This is an EA game that's coming out for PlayStation and PC. So um, I guess... Uh, and and, and Xbox. it's, it's multi-platform. Yes. I don't think Switch is getting it, but yeah. anything that can play a modern game is getting it. The, the, the real, the nice thing is for the Sony people and PC, VR's. it offers full VR support, like yeah. all modes, campaign, everything supported. So... Yeah, for me, I'm definitely going PlayStation. I, I'm typically an Xbox guy. You know, any any multi-platform, I'm going Xbox. Uh, but, you know, these days, Sony seems to get better first party. We know that. And we're not going to get into a fucking console mm-hmm. fanboy war. By the way, any any fanboy war over tech is fucking stupid, yeah, so right? Do weird. we understand that? It's so weird. Right? I mean, like... Apple doesn't give a fuck if you would, you know, kill yourself for their products. Microsoft doesn't give a fuck. Google doesn't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> So get over it. PlayStation is awesome. Xbox is awesome. All right. Video games are awesome Enough in general. Said. So just enjoy Enough them on said. whatever I, system it, you want to play. It's such on. a weird thing. It's like my expensive console is better than yours. No, mine. No, but my games. So weird. It's like, hey, get a fucking job and buy both. How's how's that? I have them all, motherfuckers. Yeah, I got them how's all too. That? Well, this generation. We'll we'll see what happens <laughs> next generation. I may literally be begging for money when next generation oh, right. comes out. Well, the one thing that sucks about this console generation is I'm not going to get the hookup that I got the last yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been a kind of a spoiled gamer because of my entertainment Buddhist site that has now been shuttered. But th- this last console generation, I got an Xbox One X, like the, the, the most current version, both versions, actually, the, the first ever Xbox One. one. Yep. And then the One X sent to me like two or three weeks before street date. Uh, 50 60 games came with it it, it was ridiculous so I, I am feeling a little bad for myself like oh matt's not gonna get free shit well tough i'll be buying it yeah uh but anyways back to squadrons let's let's kind of get into our opinions on it what we thought what we know uh just real quick uh trailer nick how'd the trailer make you feel i know coming online it didn't sound like it really tickled your taint too much i mean i'm gonna be honest with you this game in general, like the trailer was cool. I liked it. I liked seeing Wedge, like you called out in the post at 52 seconds. It was very cool to see. Like, you know, we didn't get to see from what we could tell real gameplay. It was in-engine footage. Yes, that means that that you're seeing what the game engine can produce for this game. I, I still think it was mostly cinematic. Yeah, though, exactly. Right? It was all cinematic and you didn't really get to see any gameplay. So it looks cool, but it's supposed to look cool. That's their hook. Gameplay coming 
18th, though. So uh, we will have another conversation on this game next yeah. week for sure because uh, EA is going to, I would assume, Nick, probably like they did for Fallen Order, will probably get anywhere from a 15 to 20 minute gameplay demo, uh, scripted demo, if you will. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I thought of when I, I, I had two initial thoughts. First was, wow, they really just took the, the dogfight mode from the original Battlefront 2 and made it its own game. So my, the first thing that occurred to me was slight anger because I was like, you took what was in one game and you separated it into two games. So now I have to buy a second game to get the full experience that I had gotten previously in the original Battlefront 2. Um, that was my thought. Now It's a fair, fair statement. Yeah, I mean... At least till we see the, the, the supposed campaign. I yeah. mean, if it, if it gives us a, a six to eight hour campaign that is memorable, adds, oh, Jesus. Sorry about <laughs> but, that. Adds like legit canon, then yeah, fine. Then I'm okay so with what? it. Fine. Especially I'm at all a $40 about price point. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, people. I'm not bitching that the game's cheaper. I'm just making a point. Typically when a game of a license this large retails for less than your standard 60 you gotta wonder why is this ea just all of a sudden go hey fuck it we don't care about profits anymore it's the covid all this shit we're just gonna start charging 40 for our games i doubt it yeah uh they they probably did enough uh, analytics testing this that and the other thing and figured out for what we invested this is what we need to charge to hopefully sell enough copies to make some money yeah and and the other thing that occurred to me was, you know, it, you know, the, the, it's another EA move where it's, it's just like Battlefront 2. And like, yes, it has a single player campaign mode, which we will see if that is anything substantive. But it is, again, online multiplayer focused, which is just, I hope that they have other things in the works. I hope they do. Because no. one thing that we kept calling out was like, <laughs> Everything is online multiplayer focused. And I know that like, hey, you know, for a majority of the people out there in the world, that seems to be what people are interested in. Hey, hey brother, just face it. Gaming is passing us by. Yeah, it really has shifted like the newer generations. Their focus is battle royale multiplayer 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 they they just don't care because I mean and I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying they're stupid. They were raised on shooters. Yeah. They were raised on multiplayer. Let's fucking roll. Let's talk shit. Let's camp. Let's teabag. All that stuff. Let's emote. Let's dance. Yeah. Uh, they they weren't raised on challenges in in story in their games. So I get why all of gaming is shifting this way. It sucks for people like us because I don't think it's ever going back. Yeah. I mean, you'll get. The good thing is that you have studios out there like Naughty Dog that will put out from what it seems like is the best video game ever in The Last of Us 2 and it's completely single player focused. It's completely story is that, That's Friday, right? That comes out on the 19th, 19th I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't bought a new video game in a long time. You getting it? I'm probably going to pick that yeah, up. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been a while since I played the original. Yeah. Uh, I might just need to watch like a recap video, but I, 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 I think I may check it out. I remember everything from the original because it's probably my favorite game of all time. Like It's a great game. I, I'm still, I'm, I've basically been slow burning it because I love it so much. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I, I, I'm at the very, very end of FF7 Remake, yeah. which to me has been one of my most favorite games of all time. 
yes, a lot of 1997 FF7 nostalgia in there, but I fucking love the direction that they took this remake in and how much more they fleshed out. Just really the opening four or five hours of the original game is now a 30 to 40 hour third person action RPG. Uh, it's still kind of has that wonky FF seven flair, uh, definitely the, the over sexualization of, of female bodies. That's I mean, just the Tief- Japanese game. Exactly. Style. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Tifa's boobs are literally this big. I, I mean, you can see on the video, I'm talking torpedoes. Yeah. I mean, she, okay? she was always it's, a buxom individual. She <laughs> <laughs> can kick the shit out of motherfuckers, yeah. but I've been loving that and just kind of bring this back to TLOU too. It was nice to just be back to gaming and not having to write a review or be critical of a game. So I think like you, I'm probably also going to be a day one buyer of that. But believe it or not, someone uh, sent me a game to review. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I still have the Entertainment Buddha YouTube channel. So I guess they're like, hey, why not? But I, I've been playing this game. It just released today. Or if you're listening on Wednesday, it came out Tuesday. It's called Summer in Mara. Uh, Nintendo Switch, PC. It's kind of like Animal Crossing slash Harvest Moon. So there's crafting, farming, but there's an actual story to it. And the crafting actually leads to progression in the story. That's pretty cool. Uh, So it's kind of neat. But I'll probably be dropping a video review for that uh, sometime this week. Yeah, I think I saw the guy, uh, because I'm still an admin on the EB Facebook page. And I saw somebody sent through a message yesterday. Yeah, he's like, hey, what what the fuck's up with you guys? (laughs) Yeah, like, are you guys dead? So kind of. Anyways, back, back to Squadron. So... I guess my take seeing the trailer, uh, I, I will bring up someone, I guess, you know, all these Neanderthal men out there, as soon as they saw that there was a, a female pilot, oh. they're like, oh my God, diversity in our face is just like, you fucking idiots. Will you just die already? Yeah, I know. Just go uh, away. Like, in terms of the trailer, like, I don't know. I think it did its job for a reveal trailer. Yeah. Uh, Would have loved to see more gameplay, but that's typically never going to happen in a reveal. I think it set up the sides right in the game. Uh, properly it let us know what we're getting into Uh, interesting things I don't know if you saw that Hera was in there Uh, Wedge was in there so we do know that the story is going to be set shortly after the Battle of Endor so the New Republic is being formed in existence they 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 they're being called the new resist or the new Republic uh, the Vanguard Squadron is the five pilots that make that up where on the bad guy side I believe it's called the Titan Squadron Um, so you know just seeing that they they lumped hair in there and wedge like i said there there there's potential now for good canon to be added to the star wars universe for this game definitely so i'm excited for that but like you're saying uh, the, the multiplayer focus uh, there's just there's no way i'm ever going to find four other people to where we can work as a squad and get good and actually compete against all the 10 year olds talking <laughs> shit and i'm not talking shit against them hey if you're 10 or if i was 10 i'd probably be playing this shit all day too yep. uh, but at damn near 40 with limited free time anyways because of lockdown watching kids this that and the other thing I'm probably not going to dedicate the time needed to squadrons, at least the multiplayer aspect, to get good enough to actually enjoy it and crave the challenge of, of logging in every day and competing. Yeah, and, and, and improving yourself in the game. That's that's the thing for me is there is a level of like enjoyment that you can have from multiplayer online games. And I feel like Battlefront 2 kind of hit that right mark. It's enjoyable to play. It doesn't like, 
But the thing with that game is, is like there is no progression. There is no like, oh, you compete to get better. It's just like they throw you in a game. You play with a, a 55 other people or whatever right. it is. Now, I, I will say on this one, Nick, I did do some reading on StarWars.com. It does sound in this one like there will be ship progression for every player. Okay, yeah, that makes like sense. You can rank it up. You can improve it. You can change the look of the cockpit, mm-hmm. the outside, so off, you know, so on and so forth. Now, who knows if it's just purely cosmetic? But from what I read, and right now I'm just making shit up like humans do when they read something but don't remember everything, I do believe they said that there is going to be deeper customization, uh, rewards, and a progression. Yeah. See, like, Uh, for this game, being that they have created it to be a five, like, one of the primary modes is 5v5 fleet fighting, you know? We, yeah, let, let's game modes. This is what I'm taking now, just from the trailer and StarWars.com. I think there's three. Yeah. I think there's five v five fleet battles, five v five dog fights, and then the campaign. Yeah. So they're setting like to me, they're setting this game up to where you can have a a ranked mode, like where you can say like, okay, you you play. It's almost like a MOBA. It's almost like League of Legends or like Dota or something like that, where. You queue as a role because one other thing that you called out was like it seems like there it is a role oriented game. Where yeah, just I mean I think one of the graphics, Nick, they showed the different ships. Yeah, you, know, you had the bombers, the the A wing, like the, the the stealth units, the, your combat units, like X wing, so on and so forth. So I, I did sense some sort of class based setup yeah. here. So if you if you have a five v five role oriented multiplayer game. You are you have set yourself up for ranked mode to where you can essentially like Matt goes on by himself and he queues up as whatever as as a as a fighter and not a support and then you get thrown in with four other people you play through and then you can rank up from like bronze to silver to gold and all these other things I don't know if that's what it's gonna be for this game because typically games like that are free to play to start and then you have multi or you have microtransactions that you make your money off of but it is it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do with the modes is there going to be a ranked mode or is it just going to be free play the whole time or anything like that um i like the fact that it it, that you know they do have the different classes in there so it's not just a bunch of x-wings flying around shooting at each other and there's no like strategic element to the game yeah you know you wonder if they're gonna force that right because they don't really force it in in battlefront 2 no you I mean, can we play could, whatever we could all pick it yeah we, and i mean honestly let's be real it's probably gonna be the same fucking setup we can sit here and pretend but it, it, they'll probably suggest you should uh, spread things out or who knows maybe they don't lock you in based on the ship you choose but it is based on how you choose to spend your experience points if you will yeah there's a lot of different maybe you could turn an x-wing into a tank or you could turn an a-wing into more of a combat fighter versus you know stealth in and out yeah um i don't know so um i think if the gameplay does encourage strategy uh, especially in the campaign you know if if it's if the missions are x-wing or tie fighter-esque and i'm talking like pc x-wing tie fighter where you're escorting a convoy and you you gotta you you gotta shoot the incoming attack or you're going to take out a convoy and you have to blow up all the tie fighters then you know start attacking the frigate stuff like that you that would be really fun i think you could make this like an overwatch in space kind of where like you have a neutral point like you're saying like if it's like a 
um i can't even remember the name of the fucking game mode now but it's like there is a neutral control point that if you're occupying the space around it it moves to an objective like it's you know i don't know what it's called but like you can make it like that to where like there is like a like a neutral uh whatever like a like a point with supplies in it and you you are fighting against each other to either move the supplies into your, you know, new Republic oh, yeah, ship yeah, yeah. or your yeah. Imperial yeah. remnant ship. And then that way it's not just like flying around and dogfighting. It's like, okay, it's like a, you know, it's not like a death I, I'm 100% dude. I, like objective based yeah. multiplayer is, is a little easier for me to swallow. And again, it's mostly because I suck. I don't, I don't put the time in the, to get good at all this uh, fast twitch shit anymore. Yeah, like. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that where you feel like you're... That's why I did like Overwatch when I still played it. You know, I would play, uh, shit, Homeboy, The Dreads. Oh, Lucio. Lucio, yeah, because yeah. I, I, he's a medic. I, I loved going around and just helping people out. Yeah, is it like, I, I, I felt like I was doing something. If, you can, if they do that in this game, because like you said, it could be all fast twitch. Like if they make it to where every ship is an attack ship and you got to make your shots and hit your shots to take people out, then it like for people like you... Or even me getting to this point, like, I'm not good at that anymore. Like, if I, when you play Medic in Overwatch, or if you play like a healer support character in any other type of game, like, you can, you can sit back and you can play more passive and, and you're, you don't have to focus on like, all right, I have to line up this missile shot exactly perfectly to, to take out the, the enemy ship. Like, you can focus on like, hey, I'm gonna like send some energy over to this ship to give, to, to, booted shields back up or i'm gonna like get behind this ship so i can do some repairs yeah, on it and heal it right. and stuff like there's and that, that can get fi- like i could get into that and it, it really comes down to again my ego i i need to feel special yeah i need to feel like i'm actually doing something in a game to want to play a game if i'm just respawning and getting my ass handed to me that that's not fun yeah that, that's how controllers get broke fingers get bit so on oh speaking of finger biting <laughs> At, at 40 years old, you're probably not going to be able to see it because it's black and white. I gave myself one of the best finger bites I've ever done to myself. <laughs> oh, no. What were you doing? Over, oh, dude, I, I had a bad Friday night. Like, just my brain just melted. Like, I've got all sorts of fucking problems. Like, the chemical imbalances, this, that, and the other thing. Maybe I wasn't drinking fast enough. I don't know, but... <laughs> I was just losing it. Like I, I was so fucking out of my mind, like just scatterbrained that the only thing I could do was ah, just bite on my finger, like the fat part of my index finger. Yeah. So much so that I still have uh, blood blisters. So <laughs> if you guys thought my act and like I'm crazy was just an act, you're you're gravely mistaken. I'm fucking nuts. So, uh, dude, I just hate doing that shit in front of my kids. Like I, I do anything like. Like sometimes like I, for some reason now, like my sleep schedule is all fucked up because I'm not, I don't have to wake up at a certain time anymore. I know. I, yesterday, I'm like, or Monday's like, hey man, what'd you think of the trailer and stuff? He's like, I just got up. It's like, <laughs> I was fucking, like, dude, it's like I, noon. <laughs> I dude, like, I like, for, for ah. the, like the last week, I haven't gone to sleep until almost 3 a.m. every day. And like, uh, yeah. I'm just like, because my girlfriend Taylor goes to sleep at like, are you like fun. up, up? Or are you fading in and out all the way, and you just finally drag your ass no, to bed? No, I'm at just, three. I'm just up. I'm awake, okay. <laughs> and like you, you are, you're, you're, tib- you're kind of follow. How old are you now? Thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-two in August. Yeah, because I'd say almost throughout my thirties until the past year or so, pushing forty, 
I was up, not tired at all, till about two or three, yeah, and then I'd just be like, "Okay, you should probably go to bed." But then I started only sleeping about four or five hours, so I'd still be up at eight. Yeah, so I mean, like I can uh, do that, but now that I know that I don't have to, so I sleep. Until yeah, you just 11. You just roll. That's <laughs> awesome. But I even these days I've transitioned to like the true old man stuff, where around eleven. I'm on the couch and basically soaking in TV through osmosis. Yeah. I'm not really watching it. I'm not fully sleeping. Uh, I'm kind of like a, in a zombie state, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you'll, you'll wake up and be like, oh shit, that episode's over. I guess I missed all that. Uh, well, let me lay back down. Oh, maybe <laughs> I should just get up and go to bed. And then you, 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 you get up again. You're like, oh fuck, there's another 45 minutes lost to the couch. Yeah, so. You float in and out. See so me? Yeah, that's I'm where I'm like at. On my computer... I'm playing a game or doing something and I keep it right here. This is my, my CBD vape pen that I keep right next to my computer. <laughs> so if a game gets me frustrated, I just take a long drag off of the yeah, CBD calm pen. Down. Yeah. You need, you need down. some THC in that CBD for your ABCs, XYZ. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I, I don't know a good contact <laughs> to get like, because this is like, this is the, type you would think you would honestly think, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that THC pods yeah. are, but you would think in a city like Austin that's pretty, you know, yeah. liberal, right? Or or progressive, if you will. It is still Texas, I guess, yeah. but you'd think you guys would have had uh, happy stuff by now. I, I don't either, but I live in essentially Midwest, South shithole state, yeah. so it is what it is. Anyways, back to this game here real quick. I, I want to kind of draw attention to the chat, Nick, uh, the... the the animals in our chat have been really shit not cooking up some no okay. cooking up some interesting ideas about the game they're kind of like us they're like hey fuck these flying games we want a, you know kind of an action rpg almost gta open world style game for star wars mm-hmm. in particular i think klondike threw this out there a mandalorian game that plays like red dead Oh God, yeah, that would be you know, and, and that kind of kicked off. You know, oh, Joker God. beats bats was in there. I mean, it got a lot of support for that. So I, I mean, yeah, we're with you, friends. Yeah. We, we've um, back in the day when we didn't do it live, and we would do two shows a week. We typically do our usual show, the the prime time, and then we do a special topic. And I think one of our special topic was talking about games, the lack of games, what type of Star Wars games we'd like to see, and I, I think an open world. RPG in the vein of a Rockstar title would be amazing. Here's one that I think, and it's you could almost take the exact format of the of this game and just make it Star Wars. If you take um, Shadow of Mordor, Lord of Rings, Shadow of Mordor, that series, because it's Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, and you do something similar with Star Wars, I think that could be awesome. Oh fuck yeah, dude! With the with the nemesis, the system. clan system, the ne- yeah. nemesis. There you yeah. go, nemesis system where you pick your targets. You can kind of get people to come over to the rebellion side, or your bounty hunter side, exactly. or even your empire side. No, dude, that's that's a genius idea. Yeah. I think that would that's that's a perfect type of gameplay genre for a Star Wars title. I I was even gonna say just something like what they did with FF Seven Remake. Yeah where there is some open maps and stuff, but for the most part, you're still kind of guided to where you need to go. There is exploring, there are side quests, but it's a very tight playing game. Yeah. I mean, it plays well, it feels well, it flows well, the story flows. That's all All I want in a fucking Star Wars game is a good damn story. That's it. I, I, we've talked about this before. Again, I'll say it again. Remake. My greatest game in the, probably the past 10 years 
also because it has the dummy mode yeah okay <laughs> i don't even have to play it i can just turn it on and lightly guide the character where he needs to go and his ass will just auto beat people yeah that's that's how i want a game i think that i want i want ff7 remake star wars style i think it's just the the license holder is the problem here yes we know this i mean like this like we had there's a ton of great ideas like the, the the easiest thing to do is for you to either make a continuation in KOTOR 3 or to just remake KOTOR the original game and you have the studio that made it. you literally have Bioware sitting under your fucking umbrella but it's the license holder it's EA that is stopping uh, you you're right that's 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 a that's a better uh, example is if they if they did a a ff7 remake treatment to the original kotor yeah because kotor that's, itself that's perfect like it, it's it's open but not crazy like a gta I and mean, mm-hmm. it still has kind of structured missions and you can't just go punch fucking random people and steal you know steal their lunch exactly. but like you make uh, it like a you know like a final fantasy or a dragon age or any sort of like not necessarily Western RPG because Western RPGs like Diablo don't really have a heavy story focus. If you make it like a JRPG style, oh, I, I love those. Don't get me wrong, I love the old click, 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 oh, click, yeah. click, 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 click. Uh, Diablo's fucking fantastic for clicking. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's I, I like those games, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like I want something JRPG like because they are more story focused, and like you said. It's not on rails. It's not like you have to go this way to in order to to move in this game. Like you have some freedom about the map and that's what KOTOR was. It was a JRPG style game where it is heavily focused on the gameplay and right. the the storytelling aspect, but you do have some freedom to move about. Yeah, cuz what is it? It's like after the the first main mission uh, well, no. It's after you go to Dantooine the first time, yeah, right? Yeah, then you can choose, like, all right, I want to go to this planet first, and then I want to yes, do this store. I want yes, to go to this. exactly. So you, you have it's like it, it, to do that. Exactly. It, Greg, we're with you. I'd take a... a oh, no. I think there's something... Uh, can anyone... Can they hear me on the stream? I guess okay, that's yeah, a better so question. Okay, yeah, so I can hear Matt kind of cutting in and out, but I think overall we have lost the the ship here. Okay, they I can, can hear, hear you on Skype side at least. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure either. So, but like, you know, we were talking the 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 perfect game for for us is just going to be more story focused and I don't know if EA wants to dedicate resources to that. I can hear you, Matt. Um, I can hear you. Um, and one of the like one of the main things was I'm just gonna keep talking for a little while until until we see if we can get this going. <laughs> now but, they're um, saying they can't hear me. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, they're right. I can't see my mic. So you're good. Keep the, going. The live stream chat because I'm not in the live stream chat. But like, what I want to do is have a game like. Okay. Whoop. Yeah. So I, it seems like I could hear you on the live stream chat too because I just jumped into it. But Amy Hennig, you know Amy Hennig, right, Matt? She's from original Naughty Dog. Like she made the Uncharted series until she left the studio after three. And then Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley took over that series. Amy Hennig was at EA and she was working for Visceral Games, which has now been shuttered to build a single player oriented Star Wars game. And knowing what she did with the Uncharted series, that game probably would have been the one that we wanted. Help. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
test. How? Yeah. So yeah, like so that, that's kind of the game that we, we would have really wanted is heavily single player focused, but unfortunately EA chose to abandon that series and, and shutter that studio. It's just hard. It's, it's hard when you're in star Wars land right now, because your license holder is a single entity. And in, in, as the you know as lucasfilm or as disney you really don't have a say in what they make like when they sign that contract to to take over complete control of of third party uh you know third party game releases and triple a development they've also been able to just literally control the license to to the point to where they can choose what they make and what they don't make like i don't think that kathleen kennedy can tell them like hey we want you guys to make a story focused game here a single player right. story focused game so anything now on the stream yeah there's something up with your mic matt i, I agree so hopefully <laughs> it's it's back and working now but we never know i think nick kept us afloat uh the audio only is going to be a, an interesting mix now because that's where the problem stemmed from <laughs> so yeah um i mean hopefully hopefully they can hear me at some point yeah video video game land in star wars in, is going to be interesting. So Matt, I like if your if your mic works, I have a question to pose to you. Yeah, as long as you can hear me, yeah. I guess we'll just keep talking to each other. But yeah. uh, in terms of the chat, sorry again, audio only people. This is just how it goes. This is one of our worst in a while. Yep, they can hear me now. Well, at okay. least I know I now know how to fix this bullshit live while we're going, so things don't stop. Although over here, the live stream feed is pause for me but who knows yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> star wars time show everything fucking sucks <laughs> i fucking hate you fuck you mac you suck pc right. is streaming along here but um fucking shit man okay sorry dude so you're talking about amy hennig she was working gonna make a badass star wars game it got the, canceled like five thousand times yeah so I saw around the time where <laughs> LucasArts was being reformed or Lucasfilm Games, whatever they want to call it now, a lot of developers were pushing for a system of bidding on the Star Wars license. Once the EA, once the EA contract ends where you essentially have not, you know, bidding slash pitches to where any studio can put together a demo and pitch it to Lucasfilm and say, like, we want to make this game for Star Wars. And then Lucasfilm can then say, like, we either approve this or we don't approve this. Is that something that would that you think would work? Like, do you think that a system like that where you have essentially any studio pitch any game to 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 Lucas that they want or Lucasfilm games? Yeah. Hey, Nick, that would be fucking awesome. But in the end they exist to make money and they make the most money selling or renting the license to a publisher. So I think, I mean, your way, it's a very democratic way. It'd it'd be the best way for us as gamers because we would get the best games period because only the best pitches would get greenlit, right? Yeah. It's almost turning into a movie making process. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that'd be fantastic, but in the end, uh, the guys in the, in the suits typically only care about stock dividends and the bottom line. It's not really ultimately about the the license, uh, about the storytelling. It's about the greenbacks. So yeah, it, it's never going to happen. I mean, I, I, I assume, I think they gave EA the license for seven to 10 years. I can't it, remember the exact date. It, it you know? ends soon. I'll look it up now. 
um, because I think it was a seven. It was a seven year, and it yeah, ends I think in you're right. I think it is. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. They'll they'll just rebid it out. Uh, EA probably already has the inside shot to it, and they'll either just pay more than they did seven years ago, or try to work Microsoft down or uh, Microsoft work uh, Lucasfilm down or Disney down. Uh, in price, but which is never going to happen because they know that they have the Star Wars video game license. So yeah. it's going to go to the highest bidder. It's going to go to a major publisher again, and it's probably still going to be EA. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's uh, so you got it's 2023. It ends. It's it says that it was a 10 year deal signed in 2013. Okay. And then also in this article that I'm looking at, it's on. Uh, I've never heard of this website before. It's called Tweak Town. There's concept art for the Visceral games. And it was called Project Ragtag, and it would have had a multi-perspective story arc with bounty hunters. So it was focused on yeah. Bounty. So kind of like what the what the peanut gallery was talking about. Yeah, bounty hunter, slightly larger world, open, yep. you know, multiple quests, this, that, and the other yeah, thing. That seems like uh, I mean, all all I can really say to people out there that want EA to change or maybe listen to gamers, the only voice you have is with your, your wallet. Yeah, with the dollars. Okay. You, you let them know loud and clear that you enjoyed Fallen Order. So guess what? They're, they're going to keep that going. Uh, like it or not, Fallen Order will, is a franchise at this point in time. I mean, yeah. you're probably going to get a Cal follow-up. You may even get other titles set within the Star Wars, Jedi, whatever uh, franchise. Um, if you keep playing Battlefront 2s and you keep spending the money to, to get cosmetics, this, that, and the other thing, they are going to keep making them. Yep. Why do you think COD gets made every year? Even though people are like, oh, another COD. Oh, no. Well, guess what? People you assholes all go out and spend $500 million the first week a COD game releases. Yeah. So and that's why you get one every year. It's so hard, too, because it's like, like this game, Star Wars Squadrons. It's a $40 game. I know that I'm probably not going to play it a lot, but I also want to experience it. So like, yes, I'm probably going to spend money on it at some point, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like, this is the game that I wanted from you, EA. It's just like, I'm such a Star Wars nut that like, I want to play everything Star Wars related. So it's, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to spend our money on it. It's probably going to do well because it's a Star Wars licensed product and it's a video game. But like, is it necessarily what I want from you? No, but you know, I think like you said, at this point, it's, it's not, it's not really up to us anymore until there is like a, a like a really big failure on EA's right. point. Because yeah, the only yeah. way you're going to get this stuff to change again is just don't don't buy the shit. Yeah. Don't buy the shit. I mean, uh, we're, we're great at killing movie franchises by not going to see movies. It's the same idea. If you want the stuff to die, don't buy it. Yeah. Or at least punch out the people that keep buying it and playing it over and over and over again. So, I mean, that's our deal on Star Wars Squadrons. Um, yeah. June well, 18th. More next week after the gameplay. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely 18th. be tuning in for that shit. So... We're not done yet with the squadrons. We will keep you updated. Um, October 2nd is the release date now. As you know, with video games, they could be pushed back. They could be delayed. They could be pushed forward. Who yeah, knows? I, I, think, I think this one's set in stone, man. I, I think <laughs> this thing's been canned, ready to roll. That's why it's 40 bucks. They're just ready to push the button. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they waited until October 2nd at this point. But yeah. that is the release. Uh, I'm uh, Like I said, I'm going PlayStation for sure. I want to check out the VR stuff, mostly because my PSVR has a few million 
millimeter thick layer of dust accumulating on it right now. Yeah. And I just want to dust it off. So time to break. Uh, it good, good, good discussion on Star Wars games there. Thanks, Peanut Gallery, for your input and apologies for the tech issues. But I can guarantee you that's probably not going to be our last one uh, <laughs> when they start flaring up like this. Uh, shit's fucked. We so. may we may have to to do a little bit more speedy uh, topic, you know, topic. Yeah, discussions. we'll see. I'm I'm not gonna race through this thing, but it's just I, I give up. I, I give up on this core audio bullshit with with GarageBand these days or whatever fuck flavor my Mac is on. The most current version of cat is shit. What a fucking joke. I mean, I might as well just get a Windows machine at this point in time. I, Do you want I, me to go back to Windows, Tim? You asshole. That's Focus it. Focus on your fucking products again, you douche. That's the that's the the, the change that's upcoming. Matt is going to be a, a Windows user again. Fuck me. I, I mean, <laughs> fuck that. But it's like, I mean, Apple's, it, they're no better now. I mean, they, they upgrade shit. They make it worse. It's, it is the Microsoft way. All right, dude. So we, we got a, I guess, a sad one here for some people that were excited for a little vacation they probably had planned that was at August of this year. Yeah. And that's the fact that, and this is a, it's like, come on. I mean, anyone that actually thought this was still going to happen is probably in that moron group I talked about earlier that doesn't think the virus is real <laughs> or anything like that. Okay. Uh, but Celebration 2020 is canceled. It's canceled so fucking hard, my friends, that it's not coming back until 2022. Yeah, they they've uh, basically just skipped 2021 altogether. If you've been following the celebrations <laughs> since Disney took over the license and the release of TFA, we've had a celebration every year. There's been one every year. Um, so 2021 is off. And what's actually cool about this is that 2022 is going to happen back in Anaheim where 2020 was supposed to happen this year's and it's happening on the weekend of my birthday. It's August 18th through the 21st and my birthday is on the 19th. So there you go. I, I, I may do a 2022 34th birthday celebration trip for myself. Um, yeah. Cause the way they're doing it, Nick, basically if you already secured tickets, passes, whatever for 2020, you can choose to either transfer yep. or get your money back, right? Yes, you can do a ticket. Actually, there's three ways. It's a little weird. Um, you can ticket transfer to 2022, no charge. Anything that you do, you know, anything that was a part of your 2020 ticket will be a part of your 2022 ticket. You can get a full refund or you can receive a refund or a credit as Star Wars Celebration like merchandise so instead of getting oh, your fuck. money back yeah. you can get, they're 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 mad geniuses yeah. with keeping money so if you know so if you're like oh well you know i i have the money to buy a ticket in 2022 so i'll just take the 2020 money that i spent and apply it to a uh, uh, celebration merchandise credit um so you can do that as well so those are your three <laughs> options <laughs> And they know that Star Wars fans will be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I'll be spending $1,000 on tchotchkes anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, matter, just so. keep my money and I'll spend more. Yeah. Uh, they're asking, when will tickets be available to buy? Uh, typically, the way they offer tickets is, I believe, 2020 tickets went on sale November of 2019. Yes, I remember. Or, or like spring of 2019. And then media passes were in the winter of 2019. So, uh, Klondike, it's usually almost a year beforehand that they that they offer tickets but 
here's the deal with the way they're doing this. If a lot of people keep their tickets, there's not going to be many tickets to buy because yeah, I believe this show was mostly sold out in terms of the good passes, the the multi days, this, that, and the, the other Jedi thing. Knight so stuff like right, that, yeah. unless a bunch of people have uh, requested refunds. I think getting tickets to this are going to be challenging. Yeah. Now, I will put this challenge out to our fans and Nick and myself. Uh, 2022, we better get a fucking media badge for this motherfucker. Yeah, I would hope so. Okay. If if we're not big enough by 2022 to get a a press (laughs) invite, a podcasting badge, we should quit. I know, right? This, so that that's a challenge. Like Matt said, challenge you got you have two years to put us in a position to where we can go for free, <laughs> or at least it's not, a, I'm not it's even. Not even I don't even care about because I, I I've gone as media for the past two or three, and yeah. I still bypasses. It's not. I, I I'm not like oh, I want free, free, free. I want the access. I want that, the it's it's the recognition. Like you've done enough work as a dumbass Star Wars fan. To get recognized as a a Star Wars media yeah, member, that, so that's what it really is. Is you get access to like you know yeah. all of the vendors well, that are there. We can, can pod. Do- they they have a fucking podcasting room. Yeah. podcasting gets added to the schedule. I don't think we're that big, but I would like to get mixed up in that. So. Yeah. Again, it has nothing to do with what Nick and I do. It has nothing to do with our content, how we talk, how many times my fucking mic drops out on a single episode. It's all up to you guys. And by you guys and girls, I'm talking about the dedicated ones, the a-holes, those of you that have essentially quit your jobs to come here and watch us do a Star Wars show in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. (laughs) You're the ones that are going to get us to Anaheim 2022 as official Star Wars podcasting media members. There we go. So, And it's got to be big, because I'm telling you right now, if it's not super big, they're only going to give us one pass. <laughs> they won't even give us two for the yeah. for the two show hosts. I will, t- I will say that last year when we went, we had the one pass from, from Entertainment Buddha. Right. And, and then we like, uh, anyone that went to Celebration Chicago knows that you basically didn't need any type of pass to go there. It would literally, uh, if like, you just yeah. had balls and you, you were willing to just walk, you could walk right into that motherfucker in street clothes, no passes, nothing. I will say that I think at least part of it was due to how cold it was. Because they were like, people are wearing layers. Right. It was Probably. fucking snow in the one day. <laughs> it rain. It was. That was great. It was. It was hilarious. I mean, how many people did we get into that thing that oh, didn't Jesus. have passes? I mean, Taylor, both came of in you, with that. yeah, like uh, intern's wife, uh, my mother. It was ridiculous. Yeah, like all you uh, had to do was like come in bundled up, and they just basically assumed that you had a pass. <laughs> So. Yeah, uh, so who knows what Anaheim will be like or if there will even be humanity by 2022. I mean, we got a lot of shit coming up before 2022. So yeah. uh, there could be a lot less humans on the planet or America could literally be gone. I will say uh, that the so, decision we'll see. to skip 2021, I, I'm actually not a, like a, a big detractor of this because 2022 is supposed to be, if we keep to the timeline that was set out after all of the mess went down with solo 2022 should be the 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 year that star yeah. wars hits theaters again oh yeah so if, so we should have whatever the fuck star wars is going to be in 2022 that move we should have a huge like panel we should see a trailer we should get a title reveal we should get all of this shit 
Because if it comes well, yeah, out, it'll in be December, a it'll be a primetime celebration. I mean, if 2020 would have went down, let's be honest. I mean, what are you going to get at it yeah, outside of maybe Mando nothing. season two? A little Trailer, bit. Like, here's like, your first look at Mando season two. Maybe here's sweet. the first look. at I mean, literally, Mando season two is releasing uh, six weeks after, yeah. or, or would have after Celebration yeah. 2020. Maybe you so. get a Cassie and Andor series first right. look. You, you get to look at a High Republic novel. I mean, what are we talking yeah, about? There, there wasn't a lot, and that's what I was kind of of concerned about because i know that jesse uh everything kylo was going to be going to the celebration in anaheim and but that's what kind of matt and i were talking about this year is like knowing that there's no theatrical releases there's really no big game releases either unless there's unless there's going to be like a really big reveal in terms of a video game or a series right. that we haven't heard about I, yet. dude i don't even think you would have got anything cassian because i don't even think they've shot a damn scene yet yeah now the, now i, I mean i don't sure. know if covid didn't show up if they would have got enough footage to to crap out a trailer or something this august who knows but i mean cassie and uh, when's it coming out is it 2021 is it 2022 with with covid now i mean nobody knows anything anymore so i, yeah. I do think they they strategically made the choice to skip an entire year yep and really celebrations used to be every other year anyways but mm-hmm. You know, they've started to get every year now that Disney took it over and just saw the, the, the cash involved. Um, but I, I also think they see the writing on the wall. I mean, let's be real. If you are somewhat normal, scientific in nature, are you going to be rip roaring ready to fucking go even six months from now into a convention hall that over a weekend will see upwards of a couple hundred thousand motherfuckers squeezing through there in tight spaces, (laughs) breathing the same air. Call me a pussy. Call me scared. Call me afraid. Whatever you want. Are you going to be willing to do that even, even six months from now? And I mean, like there, there's no way that any logic, cause like, yes, I have a trip planned in 2021 where I'm going to Denver, but I'm also that that's like me and Taylor and a few other friends like and it's a year away. It's and we're not doing anything, at least not planning to do anything that is like densely packed. Yeah, I just it's just and especially there where one of the big attractions to Star Wars, if you're in or celebration, if you're into this kind of thing is Tattoo Alley, like. Tattoo Alley is really cool just to walk through because you get to see all of the awesome art that's being done. I got a tattoo over there. Intern got a tattoo over there. Matt's going to get a tattoo over there in 2022. On my nipples. Yeah, he's getting gonna, a nipple right, tattoo. Right around get, it, it's going to be the Death Star right around yeah, his or Yeah, or I could uh, commemorate my top two. I'd get Vader on my left and Maul on my right, like yeah. just their faces. And then I could like move my boobs together and put on a puppet show there we go so i mean there's a yeah, lot we, of- we weren't even uh i don't even think we were gonna go to this celebration no, right i, I mean, think we, we kind of took a pass on that just i mean honestly trying to get into anaheim from outside of california even from fucking california is going to be a nightmare uh, so, you know, flying four or five hours and then there's no direct airport in Anaheim. So you're either flying in the lax or uh, somewhere uh, San Diego, this, that, or the other thing. You got to drive there and driving fucking blows out in that part of California. And, you know, I mean, Trevor's saying, yeah, you're going to have a lot of the ESB 40th anniversary stuff. Yeah, yeah I get that. That'd been nice, too. And let, let's be real. It's not like we're just whores for, oh, it's got to be new reveals. 90% of the fun of a celebration is going to an area where you can interact and hang out with other nudniks that like 
Star Wars as much as you do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, ultimately, it's it's seeing Nick, it's linking up with Nick, it's linking up with the intern, it's taking the kids on the show floor, it's seeing fans loving this stuff as yeah. much as we do. That that's the real draw of celebration. I mean, hell, but, you even ran into Trevor last time we were, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I ran into Trevor. I, I saw some other toy uh, community people there where they were coming to say, uh, "Give me congratulations because I somehow tricked Hasbro to put some <laughs> of my toy shots at their booth." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I like to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, there's honestly not that much. I mean, if you think about what Celebration is in terms of new content, there's only really two, maybe two big panels a day where you're getting like new stuff or like. It's and those aren't even event. guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, as, as they're saying in the chat here, I mean, that the lottery system from Chicago, I'm not going to. I, I got to love hate for it because compared you, to what they did in Orlando a few years ago, what they did in Chicago was magical. And I got lucky and basically got every got fucking panel there was. Yeah, you got so, all I mean, I, I'm not a good case study for that. But if you compare it to how they handled Orlando, where it's essentially a cattle call. Hey, if you want to sleep on concrete for 24 hours, you might get the TLJ panel. Here you go. No promises. Ha 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 suckers. You waited there for 18 hours, door shut right in your face. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, I, I still contend. I wish they just, uh, I'll probably get slapped here, but offer more of the Jedi master badges or, or, or offer fast passes just for panels, stuff like that. Cause uh, unless you're exhibiting at celebration, the, the show floor is something you can do for about two or three hours. And then you're like, okay, yeah, it's been it's, there, done that. I mean, uh, celebration, it's about the panels and it's about the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show floor itself gets old after a few hours. Yeah. You can walk around the show floor on the first day you're there. I mean, the only thing that you would ever do is like you, you see it, then you go back for merch later if you want to buy something from a particular booth. I'm getting called out for being a baby, for not wanting to camp out on fucking concrete for 18 hours straight with a bunch of smelly geeks. Get out of here, Trevor. The only time Get out of here. That I've ever camped out for anything, anything was for the Nintendo Wii. I, I uh, how like, lo- like I've never camped out period. I mean, I used to do video game release nights where we'd yeah. line up for an hour or two, uh, but I've never waited longer than, than a few hours. I, mean, I think fuck I that was, shit. I think I sat outside of a Walmart in line for six and a half hours for the Wii and it was cold. Like it was that, it was like a winter, like it was a, not really a holiday release, but it was a winter time release. So right. it was me and four of my friends and we were just sitting out there by ourselves and luckily, where we were sitting in line, there was a power outlet oh, next to us. Oh, yeah, you, you were probably like the kings of town. So one of, uh, yeah, one of our friends had a mini TV. He went and got a mini TV, and then we also brought a console, and we oh, were literally just guys. playing games on a mini TV. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, if it's for a few hours and I'm guaranteed to, to get something for my waiting, great. But, I mean, what they did at Orlando, it, it was not a few hours. It was multiple sleeping on concrete no guarantee yeah that's so, so I'm, I'm still someone it's just i don't even know if it's the waiting trevor as you keep uh mm-hmm. wanting to fight me in the chat here <laughs> i don't know if it's so much the waiting outside of the the stress of not knowing if you're going to get in like i, I yeah. get very worked up with at these events am i going to get in what's it going to be like at the door blah 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 i mean i'm a freak we all know this we all know this so that's more of of the reasoning behind me just wanting hey i want I would rather pay a premium to guarantee access to panels and shit. Yeah. 
And that's why those Jedi Master VIPs go so fast and why they cost damn near a thousand fucking dollars. But if you really want to get the most out of a celebration, man, that's what you got to do. Yeah. And and like I, I agree with Matt. I I didn't go to Orlando, so I didn't experience that. But I feel like Matt and I did a couple of casts while he was there and just hearing his experience. I have to agree. Like if I'm sitting outside of somewhere anywhere for 18 hours and I'm not guaranteed to get in, then what the fuck is the purpose of, of waiting? Cause if in that 18 hours, I could have done so many more things, at least say like, at least when you get in line, have somebody come through, count out the people and be like, look, this is where, this is the exactly. last person that's going to get in. So if you're a yeah, line of here, demarcation, everyone a- a- outside of this line, tough luck, you fucking lost. Yeah. And then if you want to have them to where like, all right, you wait, then that's fine. Like if you want to say like, you can line up 18 hours before, but this is where the line stops. And if you get out of line, you lose your spot. That's totally fine. But you shouldn't have it to where <laughs> you have an infinite amount of people lined up and they're all waiting 24 hours. And then they just say like, hey, sorry. As soon yeah, as tough the, shit. Yeah, like then you stop. I'm totally fine with that if you want to do it that way. But the lottery system worked really well when we were in Chicago. It sucked for me that I didn't get into the... Um, you know, the Rise of Skywalker panel, but I did get into the, the, uh, the TPM anniversary panel. I got into the, uh, Mandalorian access. Yeah. We got the Mando stuff. We didn't, I didn't get Jedi fallen order. Um, but that was fine. I mean, the panels that we were able to go to were really cool. And then it also gave us time to, you know, to do some floor show, like some show floor stuff. And if there's a day where you don't have a panel, like, Go and do something in the city. I mean, Matt and I. I love. I mean, dude, I, I love Chicago as a venue. It I was. Mean, it it was would have been cool. better if it was May or June, just weather wise. But I fucking loved that shit. Yeah, dude, it was really uh, where fun. we stayed was awesome. I mean, we, we had great bars within walking distance. We yeah. had uh, uh, rail stations right next to us that could get us anywhere. We did the 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 cubby game. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. I mean, really, yeah. I, it's a bummer celebrations canceled i get it uh, we probably weren't going to be there anyways but now we got the new challenge of 2022 let's get our our, our podcasting boy bro badges out there yeah, yeah. right let's see if we can get that um, to happen but uh, and now now yeah now trevor's saying he would like to pay too but that's elitist well hey elitist. that's how we roll right we are elite. <laughs> we as in Matt. <laughs> yes. I, I cannot I will pay. pay. I will gladly pay as long as I, I still have a job. So yeah. once, if I have a job by 2022, I would pay for it too. But I yeah, mean, but the lottery see the chat right now. I mean, the chat is just, and then now they're, they're Greg's, Greg's got them on a hat topic. They're ripping, they're ripping <laughs> Matt down. But I will say that the lottery system was a very good way to, oh, don't to, say to it's too it. good because Trevor's going on a, on a diatribe right now about the lottery system and how it sucks or it could be fixed. It could definitely right. he's, be fixed. It could definitely well, be fixed. He, he's saying, I mean, someone like me probably shouldn't have got the, the, the Rise of Skywalker panel, Mando, and I got another big one. You got he's saying 20th anniversary. Right. With each win, your odds should Reduce. get even worse. Right. Like, yeah. so, and I agree, but I'd still like, hey. You want to you want a fast pass for the this that and the other thing panel, fifty bucks. All right, see ya. Let's go. Yeah, but I will say that the reason that they that the Jedi Master VIP passes are are limited is because they don't want to have 
you know, a thousand Jedi master VIPs. Right. Well, it's like, I mean, again, Trevor's making good points. I'm just calling him <laughs> out because he's on a, he's on a keyboard uh, tear right now, but, <laughs> but it's exactly what you're saying there. Essentially people who can't afford the VIPs or couldn't afford the extra panel passes, then it becomes, Oh, they're taking my money or it's a money grab by read pop Lucasfilm or this is only for rich people, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So I think, I think you're right. I think that the, the, the lottery system could be improved. It would, it definitely wasn't perfect, but I think that that is better than just sit outside and wait and see. Like there needs to be a yeah. middle ground between. I know there just, it's, it's not perfect. Uh, they'll probably never figure it out. Cause in the end, I think it either method just gets them more money. So it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, the, the star Wars time hats are a thing of legend. So yeah, I mean, that's why they get mentioned at random in a chat when we're not even talking about hats. So you yeah. just, you got to watch out. If you ever hear us mention the hats, it's, it's almost like a involuntary reaction now. I, I will say just, just as a heads up, Greg, one of the, one of the clients that I work for is a, it's an apparel brand. It's an apparel brand <laughs> and there are just manufacturing issues right. right now in america with apparel brands like that like my client can't get some of the shirts that they sell they can't get some of the inventory that they sell apparel is in a very weird spot right now because of all of the manufacturing restrictions and the united hats, states look at these motherfuckers do your time in line hats 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 <laughs> fucking hats <laughs> all right you shitheads we're gonna move on with the cast here before yeah. i get too distracted from these people uh, Greg's calling the the delay a myth. It is what it is. Hey, you just got to look at it this way. The more we don't release the hats, the more prestige they get, right? When they come out, when we when yeah. we only sell fifty of them, and then everybody has right to now watch. now I'm going to be able to sell them to a hundred dollars a hat to people because it's almost they're almost become a collector's item, I limited know. edition style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. First, we're going to even put on the side of this this first batch. We're going to put limited edition first run so everybody who ever gets one after that will know that it was not the first edition hat uh it's funny all right so yeah celebration 2020 gone i don't think that really should have surprised anyone yeah. i do think the two-year delay is smart because uh, I, I really don't think a majority of people at least those that still have a brain will want to be doing stuff like this even a year from now uh, I, I know I'm like, I, I, I'm probably not going to see a football game for at least a year. It's going to take me a minute to get back to the movies. But I mean, I, I'm probably going to start with movie theaters. Theaters. I know regal theaters are opening uh, back up starting on July 10th. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of I know AMC, like you said, regal Cinemark. I think they're they're going to test the waters here in July. Uh, so we'll see, but I, I'm going to take baby steps because, I mean, I was all fucked up just going to see a, a friend wearing a mask staying six feet away. It's like, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. So that's that's a me problem. So uh, kind of shift out of just the newsy type of talk, topics and get into, you know, some of the stuff we love, like Mandalorian. And uh, we got some, well, I guess this is a news topic itself. So that was a <laughs> shitty transition, but hey, fuck it. Uh, but according to uh, Mr. Bill Burr, uh-oh, unable to connect the chat. Uh -oh. that, that worries me. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. We'll, well see. That well, might just, just be going. your internet. <laughs> right. Anyways, hopefully. It's still saying excellent connection on the uh, feed, but you never know these days. 
But anyways, we, uh, Bill Burr was talking with, I think, Vulture, I believe, about the King of Staten Island, which is a movie I think released last week. Pete Davidson, that type of stuff. Uh, but they were asking him, hey, man, do you have anything else on the horizon? Any more Mandalorian or maybe Better Call Saul? To which he replied, no, none of that. Once these two things, as in King of Staten Island and F is for family, come out on the same day, the well is dry. I got nothing. So we shall see. Yeah, I mean, like you called out in the article, Burr is a comedian and, you know, likely if even if he does have stuff in the work, he's he, he could either just be joking around or he could be, you know, kind of uh, messing with the interviewer. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me either if they were like, yeah, you're going to be back in season two. Just don't tell anybody because, like, really, we don't know too many characters that are going to be in Mando season two outside of just the big four, the, you know. Cara Dune, Mando, uh, Grief Karga, and Baby Yoda. Like, I mean, I I think we talked about this before. It would have made sense if Mayfeld showed up again. I yeah. mean, they, they did leave him and those other thieves in a predicament that would warrant them wanting to hunt him down, find Mando again at some point, and, and rough him up for what he did to him. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know, man. This I don't even think this is just skirting the question I, I think he's being straight up especially because he he kind of says it in a in a comedic way yeah the well is dry. more or less the yeah. well is dry basically saying i've i've he's used up all his uh all his features and he's just going back on the road yeah um, and, and you know it's it's not a huge deal that mayfeld's not going to show up i mean he was super secondary anyways uh served his purpose as a a foil for mando uh, a shit talker, if you will. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not I'm not upset that that this is probably a reality. Yeah. No, I mean, and like you said, it doesn't necessarily even, you know, require that that Mayfeld and the in the gang come back in season two. This could be something that comes back in season three. It's one of those kind of open ended storylines that doesn't need an immediate follow up. So even if he doesn't make it into season two, it doesn't mean he, he can't come back at all. Um, it would have been cool to see him. I thought that the character that made that, uh, Burr played was pretty fun. Like you said, it, it was an interesting little side quest for Mando and, um, you know, maybe, maybe we get him back at some point, but I'm not too upset that he's not coming. Right. Back I, and I'm with you. I, I did like how he played the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is essentially may fell Bill Burr. Yeah. It, it was the same, same guy as the comedian. Uh, but it worked for who the character was, and and like I said, how he interacted with Mando, he he was kind of uh, uncomfortable, if you will. I mean, he was playing with the baby, wanting to keep it as a pet. He, he just seemed to like to push Mando's buttons, and and I liked that dynamic between the two. So, yeah. you know, oh 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 well, he's not going to be in season two, but hopefully the show keeps going beyond two seasons. Three, we know they're doing at least three. Uh, I would hope this thing gets up there at like Simpsons level, you know, 30, 40 seasons. Yeah. We'll still be talking about this when Nick and I are dying of COVID in a nursing home somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Bill Burr is out. You got to take him at his word. At least I am. I really don't think he's trying to play the the spin game here or the shell game like, oh, yeah, I'm saying this, but I mean something else. Yeah. Uh, we have a another update on Mandalorian. And this one, again, you got to kind of. 
take with the grain of salt approach, right, Nick? Yeah. Because uh, we got someone, Star Wars Newsnet, which is pretty reputable. Uh, it's one of the reasons I ran this one, but they're, they're legit. I mean, they get they get their celebration media passes. <laughs> I'm kind of sad the chat's busted because I can no longer see the, the peanut gallery chatting if they will. But either way, this comes from Star Wars Newsnet, and we get some new details on the live action version of Ahsoka Tano. Again, she's rumored to be showing up in The Mandalorian Season 2, played by Rosario Dawson. None of this has been confirmed, but there's been so much smoke around this, Nick. It's probably happening, right? It's probably happening. I mean, there, at this point, even Rosario has come out and soft confirmed. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we covered that. And she gave one of the most odd replies to a NDA signed contract we, we've ever heard, right. right? She's like, well, I hope they announce it soon so I can talk about it, yeah. essentially what they said. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I mean, I don't know if that in itself was NDA breaking, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely right. uh, almost a confirmation that she's going to be in it. Um, Spencer in the chat says that we're still here, so the chat's still live. It's just that you are broken. Oh my god, dude! (laughs) Literally, if we don't get that done with this episode soon, dude, I really think my my Mac is gonna get up and just walk away and flick me off. Just like fuck you, dude. (laughs) We don't care about you anymore. I literally unable to connect the chat. I can't see shit. Can't do anything. Trevor says, "Well, as long as we're still streaming, that's all that matters." So, as long as we're still streaming and you can hear me, we're talking. So, we're we're all right. Star Wars Newsnet update on live action Ahsoka. So we got appearance. Mm -hmm. So this is what apparently she's going to look like. Uh, She's going to be sporting a hooded cloak that is closer to what we saw Ahsoka wearing at the end of Clone Wars than the Gandalf, the white garb she was wearing during the, was that the the epilogue of Rebels? Yeah. I mean, that's makes sense. It seems like she's going like we all, we have to remember that, Ahsoka is one of the few Jedi, few, very few, that have survived from the time of the Jedi Purge Order 66 all the way through the, the, the Imperial days into the Remnant now in Mandalorian and may even make it all the way into Rise of Skywalker times. There were not many Jedi who made it through, so she has to like maintain this. Oh, dude, I, I hate to cut you off, but have you seen the meme now of the end of Rise of Skywalker where Ahsoka says something and Mace says something? No. Well, you know how they both talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we had the, the, the finale of Clone Wars where they interacted again and Mace called her citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the meme now is like, you know, Ahsoka says her thing to Rey... And then you see Ray, and then Mace comes and he's like, yo, who the hell invited the citizen? Oh Something my like that. God. Just, just playing on the fact, like, why is this citizen and not Jedi here? Yeah, I, I just yeah. thought it was neat. But well, anyway, that's, sorry that's about why that. Mace was the asshole of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect Mace, though. It really yeah. was. Uh, who invited the citizen? Uh, um, back to the cloak, dude. As, as I think you were saying, I did totally cut you off. Sorry there. I, I'm scatterbrained after the tech issues today. No problem. But yeah, I mean, like she has to maintain some sort of level of anonymity. Yeah, yeah. And like that exactly. cloak is, uh, you know, an easy way to to hide yourself from those. And, who and you know, she's you. got these big ass neck tails, this, that, and the other thing. True. Head tails. Uh, so I, I do think when we first see her, like they're saying, she's gonna have that cloak on. But they're also teasing. It's going to be 
dropped. We will see live uh, action Ahsoka with her with a Lectus, I believe is the proper term. Lectus hanging out there. It's probably going to get me all hot and bothered. (laughs) It might get a stiffy. You never know. We I've documented my obsession with uh tail having star wars alien females i know right that's like your thing you you yeah. like the the tara isla ahsoka the, the twi'leks i'm not sure if we've ever seen a nautilin female but that's uh, the one with yeah. like a ton of the head yeah tails. Uh, that might might be too many head tails and also their liking. eyes are all black like they don't even have yeah like, that, that's just irises. fucking creepy looking <laughs> like where i'd actually i'd just be looking back at myself essentially staring into their soulless glassy black eyes yeah yeah uh, but that's i mean i you know i'm, I'm all about it. i would love to see her in the robe initially because that'd kind of give us the the tie back the connection the, the familiar visuals from clone wars uh, but we also if you're if you're gonna spend the money to get someone like rosario all decked out in the ahsoka costume and makeup hell yes we want to see her uncloaked let those things flow yeah give me a boner mr <laughs> filoni it's, Thank it's you. very similar to what happened with carl weathers where they were planning to have him as a dressed up alien <laughs> yeah, exactly and the carl was like no i'm carl weathers you're gonna have me on the show not some alien yeah so. no, I, I love that and he's talking about i think it was the very first uh, episode of Disney Gallery Mandalorian. Uh, Carl has a, a great little spot and how they talk about how his role was only supposed to go through episode three <laughs> of the Mando, but because of Carl, the way he performed on set, they're like, there's no fucking way we can get rid of this guy, let alone put him in a mask so no one knows who he is. Yeah, you can't you can't do that to those big names. And yeah. and I mean, I'm sure you'll still be able to see Rosario underneath the of makeup like, i mean you it, can tell it's her but if it is a reality i mean let's be real she does have a good bone face structure for an, a real ahsoka yeah an older she really ahsoka does ahsoka i mean so if the casting is true it did went through this could be one of the biggest wins for star wars fans because very rarely do fans ever get something that that they kind of start yeah you know, I, I don't think this was ever Lucasfilm like, oh, yeah, let's do live action Ahsoka. And I know Rosario's perfect. Uh, this has been a fan movement, I think, for a few years now. So uh, I do hope it pays off because I think it'll be fucking badass. And, and really, we'll get to it. But apparently this Mando thing is kind of a litmus test for live action Ahsoka. But before that, she will be sporting lightsabers. But at this time, we only know of her having a single lightsaber a blue and apparently it's going to be blue yes the, the which the, is significant because that means in between rebels and the five six seven years outside of that timeline she may be dancing the line of of studying the religion again if you will yeah i mean the the white sabers that she first showed off in rebels were kind of indicative of you know a clean slate i would say yeah. is it, it was a, it was a clear visual statement she was making to the world i am not a jedi i'm not a sith i am ahsoka essentially yeah um it, it's it's one of those things where like it's is the blue to her indicative of a connection like you mentioned to anakin like now that she knows that Anakin Skywalker has been redeemed, possibly if she, if if that's oh yeah, I, I I positioned that didn't I right here yeah, in this you article? Did. Yeah. I think. yeah, as an as an homage to her old master, 
Like, could you could you argue that her readopting those blue sabers is a way to honor him because he gave the blue sabers to her in, you know, the, in the final season of Yeah, man. Of I mean, that, that's kind of where I was going with just in that. Excuse me, that one sentence I put there. You know, this could imply her possibly following the Jedi way again, or just an homage to Anakin after hearing about his turn. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I 100% think that. I mean, uh, Star Wars News Network, I didn't want to kind of rip their ideas. That's not how I roll. But th- they were positioning it as, I guess this is kind of in the, in the next spot. I guess we just scroll down there. But they're, they're kind of setting her arrival in Mando up to be kind of like a Luke in Last Jedi. Uh, where there's going to be a moment in terms of visually... He, she's going to be facing down an opposing force. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what they're they're saying. I, I feel I feel like, but here's the thing: like the 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 reason that 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 moment in TLJ had weight to it, like the the moment that they're talking about is you know force ghost or force projection, Luke facing down Kylo on crate is because there was a connection between the two characters. You know, like oh, yeah, I, I I get that. I, I guess um maybe that the standoff isn't Luke and the last Jedi in terms of what it meant uh, emotionally narratively. Yeah. But visually we're going to see this force user square off pretty much. I'm guessing it's going to be a, a Gideon force by herself. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're essentially going to see her kick the living fuck out of a very imposing bad guy empire-like force across across the battlefield yeah now there's still a lot of development to happen here in the show and you know there's still the question around what was the camino and clone doctor doing there and why was he interested in baby yoda and if you think about it you're like well if ahsoka fights gideon even if gideon has the dark saber she's just gonna destroy him like she is a force user that is trained but, but we know he is directly involved in trying to get the child using people from Camino to take samples from the child. And we've speculated on, it wasn't our idea, it's out there, it's floating around, that you know maybe he is almost like a, a Ben Solo. Not that he has the force, it's kind of a bad example, my bad, I'll slap myself mm-hmm. for that. But uh, essentially, he's got a hard-on for Darth Vader mm-hmm. and, and wants to kind of fill that void so he could possibly be experimenting on himself or other beings, other clones to try to inject the force pill form steroid style versus being born with it. That's exactly kind of where I was going is that he may be trying to give himself the force. And then we finally see this showdown between these two and it kind of rocks Ahsoka because she's like, holy shit, like this guy didn't didn't have the force or doesn't seem to have the force because you know that that force users can kind of feel the force within each other and then maybe she had had a run-in with Gideon before didn't feel anything and now this new this showdown between them she's like how did he get the force where did this come from and then it's just kind of like this wild energy that you know untrained force users typically exert like you know, he's he. It's uncontrolled, and he can't really, you know, use it properly. I guess you would say, or use it in right. a controlled manner. So that yeah, would be just. I mean, it, it sounds like we're gonna see an, an impressive looking fight. 
Uh, I don't know if she's going to be with Mando at that point in time, or maybe that's how they get introduced. And he realizes that she is one of these space wizards that he's been tasked to find. Uh, but the last thing from this uh, write-up from Star Wars News Network is that her turn in Mando is being treated as a test run for the live-action version of Ahsoka, like I said. So you should get a good sampling of her personality in The Mandalorian to see if it tests well with probably idiots that don't watch Star Wars like like we all do. To see if, hey, you know, uh, enough people love this character that aren't super fans, we can go ahead and invest $100 million into subsequent standalone shows with her or keep popping her up in other Star Wars live action series. Yeah. And I think the, the big thing about this introduction is it's kind of, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it specifically with her before or it may have been when I was talking about Maul. <clears throat> you, you have to introduce her. Like, you can't just put Ahsoka in and then expect the people watching to know who she is. Because like you said, people like us, people like the, you know, our, our fans, people in the chat, people who are listening on the podcast, like they know who Ahsoka is. They, they know the character. They know her story. Right. For the they, most they know part. her personality. They know she can be funny. They know she can be super serious, caring, this, that, and the other thing. They know her skill yeah. set. They know she's a badass. But, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. Like I would say almost... I don't want to say a majority, but a heavy portion of the watchers of the Mandalorian will have no idea who this character is. So you have to bring her in and do enough to introduce her to the new people that she, she is a character that you can relate to, Uh huh. but not enough to where you feel like you're just retelling her entire story to the people who already know it. So maybe you introduce her as like, this is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan that a lot of people didn't know yeah, about it her. just i mean it sounded from the report like they were they were gonna show her off in ways that should give us every angle of why ahsoka became a fan favorite in the first place mm-hmm. without doing an ahsoka tano this is your life type yeah. of thing yeah you know so you gotta ride that balance uh, i'm excited i mean I, at this point i know we keep saying it's a rumor because we're assholes like that and until lucasfilm comes out and puts the rubber stamp on it it is but as I said earlier, there's just, there's just too much noise around this live action Ahsoka at this point for it not to be real. And I'm excited for it. I liked getting these details. It, it sounds like everything, if true, is being done correctly, which is a no brainer because this is a Favreau and Filoni project. Yep. Thank you. Good sir. Double F Productions. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think that is real at this point, so... Looking forward to Mando season two. Looking forward to seeing the live action Ahsoka. Hopefully. All right. Uh, I mean, like, I don't even want to say hopefully. Like, I have full faith in Filoni to take literally his creation, his the best that he's ever done in terms of character development and creation with Ahsoka and bring her into live action in a proper way. So, yeah, it, it's happening yeah. and it'll it'll be done perfectly. And we'll all be sitting here in October like, oh, my God, did you see it? It was so good. I cried. Maybe. maybe. Or at least I will be. Pull, least, pull least a I tear out of me in the Mando and you know you've done your job, Filoni. Right. So yeah. N- Nick is go. a Nick is a stone wall of emotion. Dude, I I cry. Look, I like I said, that's how <laughs> I know that I liked Tross because I cried in it. I cried in Tross. And yeah. 
That's that's how I know. I pretty much. I think I was crying during Sophia the first today. I can't remember. Oh my god. (laughs) Maybe that's just because I've seen the episode thirty-five times. You're like, why again? (laughs) Sophia the first. Eh, 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 eh. Sophia the first. Tell you, man, it's my life now. I can dress a Barbie. Better than I can dress my own Star Wars Barbies at this point in time. Maybe you need to switch Plus, into uh, into actual hey, Barbie photography. You're you're not kidding. There actually are high end Barbies, Star Wars Barbies now, and you don't have to like take their hands off to change their hands out to get pissed at that. Their legs aren't going to fall off when you're trying to change your hands. So uh, maybe I should. The, the the more static figures seem to suit my temper a lot better. There we go. That's that upcoming on the Haywood Pop Instagram <laughs> account is some. Yeah, you never know. Real. All right, Barbie. man. Well, that, that kind of gets us through the first part of the show where we go through everything you need to know if you are a Star Wars fan worth calling yourself a Star Wars fan. Correct. So now it is time for the Star Wars Time Show Fan Extravaganza. That's right. We're going to get into our final update of the Battle of the Ages. It's over. over. We have a winner. We're going to hit our question of the week, which kind of ties back to what we were talking about last episode with Legends characters. And then this week, we've got the old top five plus one. That's right. The old reach around version of the top five is live this week. But As we do at this time, we're going to go ahead and get caught up on Nick's Battle of the Ages. As I said, it has been completed. We have a winner. I'm pulling it up now. There you go, my friends. You have spoken. You have spoken. Vader, Bess, the Cinderella of the tournament, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's over. Darth Vader in the armor wins. Yeah, I know. So that's an interesting way to break it down. Somebody again was asking in the comments like, oh, is this, you know, like, is this just a, a straight rematch of episode four? Is it is it old Vader and old Obi-Wan? No. So like the way that the tournament has worked and then the way that the the upcoming, I'm not saying when I'm launching it, but the upcoming non-Force user tournament will work is that you are taking the characters at their their best possible time. So right. e- either when they're most powerful, when however you want to look at that. And we 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 argued for Vader at least. You had some options. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to do Armor Vader, his peak was probably right before he learns about his son and Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think once he learns that, it just it shit starts to unravel. Yeah, he like he starts mentally. He is not the yes. Vader that he was. Right, and even uh, Triple P kind of confirmed that. And the other Vader, uh, Anakin Vader, we we talked about why he might not have been at his peak because, kind of like Ben Solo was after he murdered his father. After betraying the Jedi and, and all that shit, he was pretty fucked up. Yeah, he like, was in between worlds. He wasn't fully light, fully bad. So he he didn't have all his faculties ready. Yeah, Physical attribute wise, yes, he had a fully functioning body, but his mental capacity isn't quite where it was, you know, after he had gotten used to suit and he had settled into being Darth Vader. Right. Now... Right. I know probably would, you know, I mean, I can't tell you what people did in their voting, but they were probably, you know, maybe some people took it to like Mythos Vader that we had seen in some of our top fives where it's like, oh, well, I'm taking it as, as Vader never went into the suit and he was just Anakin Skywalker the whole way through. And I can't control how people vote, but like the way that we, that we're trying to do the tournament and we're trying to explain it to people is that you take it as the best that we've seen them, that we've actually seen them in, in canon Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
So yes, Vader is the winner. As you can see on the screen, the votes were, it was 50, uh, 57 votes to 42 votes. Uh, 57 for Vader, 42 for Obi-Wan. Notable Vader voters. Let me do a quick scroll through here because you know you get called out. Um, Dad Fett, <laughs> Still Force, Papa Palpatine. Of course, Papa was going to vote Vader here. Uh, action figure Noob, uh, Action Figure Snaps, Liam, Samard, Toy Box Photography, Baron's Black Series, so Spencer's in there. Um, and then notable Obi-Wan voters. We have, let's see, Stormtrooper Pete. We have Sith Lodalego, uh, Greggy Bird, Star Wars Black Series 2019, uh, Klondike Studios, Augusto, um, and then Figure Hurts, and among others, Tones was also a Obi-Wan voter. I mean, it was a close vote. I know, like, when you have these two fighting against each other, it's always close. What I find funny, though, is that this is essentially a... This, this matchup was essentially a rematch of round two because in round two we had Anakin Skywalker versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so you 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 kick off round two with Anakin versus Obi-Wan and you close out the whole tournament with, with Vader versus Obi-Wan. So, Matt, what are your thoughts? If you voted, what would you have voted for in this? Uh, give us your thoughts on the, on the final battle of the Force user ages. Um, I, I mean, I, uh, I like triple P I'm also a, a Vader Homer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the way I'm feeling right now, I definitely would have went Vader just cause I I've got some anger built up <laughs> over all the fuck ups today. I, I've actually had to pull up the show on my phone just to see the chat and I can see people here, uh, talk, talking some shit here. <laughs> rage Vader uh, rage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer wants my wife to wear some head tails. I saw that. I was not, not going to call it idea. out specifically, but, uh, <laughs> I saw that. Not, not a bad idea. Well, triple P's angry as usual. That, that's to be expected. <laughs> he's, he's mad about Ahsoka cause she has plot armor. I mean, uh, anyway, fine. sorry. I just, I had to catch up. I was feeling like left out of the conversation, especially now that we're into the, the fan uh, battle of the ages. So I, I've got it up on my phone. So it's not even on my, my network. It's all, I'm using Verizon shit. So hopefully that doesn't fuck up anything else. Doesn't break it all the Motherfuck, way down. I got so many motherfucks for my house right now, dude. <laughs> like I just want to, I want to, I want a rage room in my basement with my steel mace. Uh, but anyways, back to the tournament. So I mean, you really did craft a great bracket considering seven and eight teed off and it was these two characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm, I'm down with the result. I mean, I think Vader needs a win after all because the guy <laughs> didn't get too many wins in life. If you really think about he it, he did not. <laughs> he really didn't. Like, I mean, Vader is your prototypical loser. He really is. I mean, he, he lost everything based on his decisions in life uh, and the only decision that gained him his humanity back still cost him his life so again the, the guy w made nothing but bad choices and 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 paid for them so you know he he could use a victory yeah uh, and if the star wars time show is the show to give him that victory i am proud to be that type of show yeah yeah no i mean i agree with you in terms of my feelings on Vader winning, like I can definitely see why people would vote that way. But if I'm going to be honest, if I take this matchup at the way that I've been treating it, Obi-Wan at his best, Vader at his best, 
I think Obi takes it. I think Obi wins that fight because even at his best, even at Vader's best, he would never be able to fully put his emotions aside to fight his master. He yeah. it would ne- he could never get it out of his head. And e- with even with the the immense force powers and even, you know, with feeling more comfortable in his armor, I think and I will say that I think the best Obi-Wan that we've ever seen was probably the Obi that fought Anakin at the end of episode three. He was yeah. he was literally fucking Zen Master Obi Wan. Oh, he was he was determined to kill his friend. Yeah, and I mean he thought he did it. He just fucked up and forgot that his friend's the chosen one, and you know cutting off all his appendages and leaving him to burn by a lake of fire probably wasn't enough to do the job. Yeah, like he should have walked up and just went yaga right in the back of his fucking head, do like a Papa Palpatine style yeah. photography, maybe even jump on a Xenomorph to do the deed. You don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he 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 did fuck up. You're 100 percent right. I mean, uh, Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan was probably one of the most motivated, focused Jedi of all time. Yeah, and he was just so mentally clear. Like you see that moment, like when, he, when right before they start fighting, they're standing on that platform on Mustafar. He sees what had happened to 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 Padme, and he settles in like. Anakin is still like in a rage, like his emotions yeah, are all over. And and Obi Wan is just focused. He's clear. He's like, I know what I gotta do. He takes off the robe. Oh yeah. And he's like, I like. He knows. He's like, you're my best yes. friend. You're like a brother to me. But I have to do this. And he was locked in, and that's why he won that fight. Yeah, I mean, he, he knew the, the moment Yoda broke it down to him. Like, who the fuck do you think it is, and who the fuck do you think you have to go kill right now? Because you're, you're not even going to sniff Sidious's asshole, my friend. So, yes. Yeah. Get ready. Get focused. You need to murder your best friend. So Joker beats Bats in the, in the uh, chat. I, I, says, I saw that. You, yeah, you, you missed that one, Joker that, that beats did. Bats. That was one of our, that was one of our showdowns. <laughs> we, so we had that had, in, in um, Palpatine Vader versus one. Vader was round two, and Vader fucking shut it down. It was a yeah. blowout. He basically did the old, uh, the, the old Sith, Sith lift and toss. Yeah, so... Um, that was, yeah, that was basically, you know, it was a, it was a tough one, but I think like when I said EP in this, so I said Emperor Palpatine that like, I know that I separate Anakin and Vader because Anakin and Vader to me are two different entities, two different people. To me, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Sidious are one person, one, the same yeah, you know, yes, yes. fighter. And I agree with, with, you know, Joker beats bats here because I think that Sidious, as you saw Sidious in Clone Wars when he took out Maul and Savage, would have probably beaten Vader. But Vader, again, it's just, he's a fan favorite. It's hard for people to say like he's going to lose to anybody. And in this tournament, he did not. He didn't lose anybody. Now, one other question before we turn it before we you know move on and then you know turn in the final results from the bracket. So Matt, I'm gonna drop in the original bracket in the in the um, the chat in okay. our in our Skype chat. And just looking at that bracket raw, if you had to if you had to pick a winner from that bracket, who would you have picked? Let me pull it up for the. Oh shit! It zooms in on it. All right, so we're to start off at the top. You had Anakin and Asajj. 
Obi-Wan and Rey, Darth and Qui-Gon, Darth Bane and Darth Maul, Palpatine and Ahsoka, Vader and Kylo, GMY and Dooku, Luke Skywalker and Mace. So just even like disregarding yeah, just, just, just that all of list, the matchups. Right? Yeah. Who do you think would win just based off of that? Ah, well, this is uh, this just goes to my lack of of legends and reading based characters, but probably Palpatine. Pal, Palpatine. <laughs> but I'm like I said, I I I've never read about Darth Bane and his thought bombs and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, Revan's Revan. He is a tough guy. I mean, I think that's for me. I would have said Revan because he okay. is the only. To me, to me, he is the only true master of both sides. Yeah, you're right. He is the only one that we've seen successfully balance both the dark and the light in one character. Now, if you've never played Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, then like you don't really get to see that that Revan. I know that there's like, you know, a lot of lore out there about Revan being this perfect balance of the Force in terms of dark side and light side, but like that to me, that's what kind of raises him above the rest is that nobody else on this list has successfully made that, that balance between the two. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I always go to my, my homeboy Sheev just because of mm-hmm. he achieved what all these other Sith pretended they could do. Yeah. No, you're essentially. right. He was, he was, the uh, one. I, I mean, the guy long gamed it now for almost 140 years. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, a, he's an impressive Sith in terms of just raw strength. I don't think he could compete with Revan in terms of master planning in his mind. Uh, I think he, he wipes the floor yeah. With anybody. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing is like you have two sides of the coin there. And like right. even on Darth Bane's side, he was more of a like he definitely turned into more of a long game Sith because he like he instituted the rule of two and he knew it. Like, right. Eventually he's like, I know that I will not be the one to see the fulfillment of this of this plan, but I know that eventually it will. And Palpatine is the eventuality of that plan that, that Bane set forward. But you do have basically the the brute force and strength of the physical manifestation of the force in, in Revan. And then you have the other side of that, which is just the 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 manipulation, the scheming, the long planning. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. I mean, Palpatine is the best schemer out there. But light side, bad side, it doesn't matter. I mean, he owns. We we also forgot to mention that Palpatine is also the Senate. Yeah, he is the Senate. And right? if you, I love how and he, t- he you, took out wait, he took out two or three masters in, in one fell swoop. Like literally so. just like a fucking jump <laughs> so, in. So fucking stupid. I mean, Ian, Ian looks like the most uncomfortable person ever trying to swing the sword around. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like these weird stabs. And he, he takes out. Who's he take out? Kit. He takes out uh, Kit Fisto. He takes out. Eth. Yeah, Eve Koth, Koth, and then and uh, Stacy Teen. Yeah, and then that, and then he gets, and then it leads into Mace, and Mace, Mace, you know, kind of beats him up, and then you know, we know what happens next. But I'm, I'm liking Joker beats bats. I, I I do have the chat back up, just not on my computer. I have to use a fucking smartphone. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, he pretty much agrees with everything we say. Yeah. So, and then Valcorian, new I number, like new calls, number one fan. Thank you. I like how you call out Valcorian because Valcorian's actually a really awesome Sith that is again only shown through the Star Wars. The okay, well maybe around. Joker beats Bats is more in your league then because he's got me on that one. I'm yeah. like, okay, Valcorian is about one that Star you, Trek here. You or what? Literally, is that like a Ferengi. Yeah, you you wouldn't know about it unless you played the game because I don't even think Valcorian made it into the old Republic novels. Yeah, you're, you're just talking about straight Swotor, right? Yeah, not KOTOR. Not KOTOR, SWOTOR, yeah. straight up. Which again is like, is if you wanted, the fun thing about that game is like, if you wanted a purely single player experience, you could play that game as a purely single player experience. And you can still go through and do, they have like right. raid finders where like you could play it. Oh, on I, the I'm sure I'd love it, but it's, it's a computer game. Yeah, and computer true. games can go fuck themselves. <laughs> it's, it's too much work. You are not right. a, I, you are not a, I'm not an player. idiot. I understand that technology on PCs is always going to be better than consoles. It's always going to be ahead of the game, but guess what? With a console, I just have to download the fucking game or pop a disc in and it plays. I don't have to download drivers <laughs> for this, that, this, and that, and this, and that. I don't have to update my fucking graphic card every other day or it's firmware true. updates. So have fun with your PCs. <laughs> I'll have fun with my consoles that I just take out of a box, plug in, and they play games for me. Now, okay? we, now we got Greggy and Spencer getting into fights about the top five here in the chat. These two. I see it. I see it. I, I, mean, I love having the chat up. That's why I'm bummed that I have to use it on my phone. But uh, they're, they're going, I think they're back and forth over uh, Spencer wanting my wife to wear headtails the next time we <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think that'll ever make it into a, into a picture or video format, but maybe, maybe you can get, uh, get your wife to dress up as a, as a Twi'lek for, for Halloween one year. Yeah, we'll see. We, uh, these days the little one dictates what costumes we wear. So, uh, I could very well be a Jedi again next year and my wife will be Padme. You never know. You never yeah, know. You never know. But, um, so that brings us to the end of the, our, co- our conversation about the Battle for the Ages, we still have our fan question of the week, which was a fun one. It was a fun fan question of the week. Um, and it kind of went back to a discussion we we're having last week about, you know, Mara Jade possibly coming back into canon and how we would do that and how you would achieve that now with the, the lore kind of rounded out for Luke Skywalker. So the question was, uh, which Legends character would you like to see return to canon and why? Um Yep. So I, I just had the question up. We'll get into it. Typically, uh, we choose 10 responses. I did them this week, so I didn't share with Nick. Yeah, my no. bad. but it's it's totally fine. I li- actually like the first one that's here from Pwn Stars Collector or Pawn Stars Collector. I don't know. PWN to me I is like, Pwn. Go with Pwn. Yeah, yeah Pwn. That's, um, you got Pwn. He says, probably an unpopular opinion, but I would say none. I just don't trust <laughs> Disney on how they would handle them. Yeah. I'll always admit, though, Thrawn was okay. No, I said, I'll admit, though, Thrawn was okay, but I'll always prefer old EU Thrawn. Hmm. Um, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, that, that's not complete, like, burn the fucking Disney house down, but, I mean, it's got some merit to it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is interesting because... In the novel realm, you still have the possibility to happen uh, to, you know, to, to happen what happened with Thrawn, where you have the original writer bring him back in. Um, Timothy Zahn created Thrawn, Thrawn back in the old EU, and then right. he brought him back into canon through the new EU novels. And, and I thought then they just, I really mean, Rebels job. canonized him as well. Yeah, so Rebels I, too. Um, I, I do. I think Thrawn was a successful re canonization project for 
Disney holding the Star Wars license. Yeah, yeah. And if you leave it in the hands of people like, you know, Filoni or Favreau or some of these other novelists, uh, you know, Timothy Zahn, Karen Travis, um, you know, uh, there was another really good novelist. Uh, I can't remember their name. Is it the Barker or Baker? Baker was, yeah. Uh, Kathy or something like that. Ka- uh, Karen Travis was one. I'll have to look at my books, but Aaron Allstott, um, I think was the, his name. Um, a lot of these good novelists from the old EU, if you were to work with them and bring them back into the fold for the new EU, I think that they could resurrect some of their characters successfully. But um, if it is purely in the hands of Disney, then I, you know, it is a hard thing to just say like, hey, Disney, here's Mara Jade. Bring her back in some way right. to see how right. they would do it. I, I, that, that, again, that's why I think how they did it with Thrawn, where you had a mix of the guy that created him in Legends, bringing him back, as well as Disney kind of doing its thing via Filoni's teams. Yeah to introduce them to a, a larger audience through rebels and uh, you handle it that way. I, I don't think you can fail, yes. but uh, I don't, I don't know every character makes sense to bring them back that way. So I, I did like that response. Uh, moving on to Bob Goblin 1201. Yeah, this is a good one. All of them and easy enough to do just need a story that establishes that the star Wars galaxy exists as part of a multiverse bingo. The better post-ROTJ future exists with Mara Jade, Ben Skywalker, Jaina, Jason, and Anakin Solo, and the new Jedi Order. So this is essentially a a J.J. Abrams Star Trek approach. Yeah, I was going to say this is... Where you don't don't abort the existing history. You just essentially create a new universe timeline. And and that's how Star Trek is looked at now. There's essentially everything up until... 2019 or 2009 Star Trek, and then some stuff has happened after it. This, that, and the other thing. Yep. So I, I don't. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, it, it would never happen because that's not really what Star Wars is. But uh, I, I think geeks at this point are conditioned to multiverses, parallel universes. DC's done it. Marvel's done it. Uh, so why not Star Wars? I mean, we already have the world between worlds. Yeah. I mean it. it- it would literally be easy enough if they just rebranded what is now Legends as the Star Wars multiverse. There and, you go. And then just like you don't even have to change the story. You keep all of the same books. And then what you allow writers to do is you say all of this is canon. Like all of this is multiverse canon. If yeah. you want to add stories to this, you can. You can write new stories to multiverse canon or you can write new stories to like actual you know, proper timeline canon or current timeline canon, however you want to separate the two. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a novel idea. I yeah, mean, he was probably kidding around, but it would it would allow a path for everyone to maybe be happy and kind of get some of their characters back and feel like they're canon again. I, I kind of take the the stance of the who's that, the, the Matt guy and the writers team. Where he's like, listen. If, if you want them to be canon in your head, fuck it. Who cares, right? Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, who like, gives a shit? This ain't real life, people. Yeah. I mean, goes back to the fanboy console wars. It's like, what's the point? Why waste the hot air? Why stress out over this shit? And like, if, if you want Bane or you want Starkiller to be canon in your head, then fucking A, do it. Yeah, and it's not like Disney 
did away with the old EU and then burned all of the books that were ever written, like they still actively sell the Star Wars Legends novels. You can go get them on a Kindle or anywhere else. And these stories are still as real as any other stories. I mean, I love the Mara Jade stories and the Jason right. and Jane and Anakin. I, and so, I mean, you know, we, I, I think you get it, too. It would be nice if it was connected like it used to. And, and this stuff was kind of tied into the sagas that we know. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, it's like, hey, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. Whatever. It's not going to ruin my love of Star yeah, Wars. It it's doesn't like, invalidate fine. what I read before Disney bought right you know the 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 series so um but yeah i mean star wars multiverse make it happen i'm all for it fuck let's do it up just make it to where the falcon goes so fast that it rips a wormhole through space and time and then boom han solo ends up in where he thought was the same exact place except he sees another falcon fly by and then he can see through the cockpit window and he sees anakin solo in there there you go bing that's how you kick it off. I just did it, it for you. Uh, um, all right. Up, up next, uh, good old friend of the show, Sir Dork 730. Not sure how it would fit anymore, but I'd love to see Starkiller back in canon. I think that's the I mean, we, we, we went over this last week. I mean, we, we want the fucking action figure and we want him back in canon. So, yes, two thumbs up to Sir Dork there. Yeah, I, I, I like it. And I think he's the easiest guy to bring back because you don't have to to finagle anything there like you don't have to go in and say like you know like invalidate now current canon to make star killer come back in right because it's still it's still canon that start that 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 palpatine and vader were both basically grooming other you know like finding other ways to kill yeah. each other i mean they, they couldn't go over like how he helped the early part of the rebellion, rebellion and yeah. shit like that but the character himself could be folded back in in a way that would honor what he was right in in the first force unleashed yeah as well as honor what's canon now and what exists this that and the other thing around that time frame yeah i mean it's it's easy enough to bring him back in i think it would be a good character to reintroduce the saga because it, it, <laughs> triple P says we should just uh, treat the Disney trilogy as a dream sequence. Yeah. That's kind of the same thing with the multivert. I mean, you, you can, if you're a writer, you can write yourself out of any fucking corner these days, with especially, dude, especially in sci-fi In sci-fi. It's the easiest yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Why not? It's, just do it. Yeah. Just, just have, you, you can have old man Luke wake up in his cave and be like, Oh fuck, that was a bad dream. I'm, I'm getting back to the fight. And he, he fucking pulls the X wing up and he's, He's out of there. Yeah. See Octo. I'm going to go find my sister. Or you literally just have him wake up in a bed next to Mara Jade. And yeah. He's like, man, I had a terrible dream. Yeah. And the kids come in and it just says, and it ends and everyone's like, yeah. Ben Skywalker just shows up there and he's like, I'm ready for training, dad. <laughs> so yeah, Star Killer, let's bring him back. We agree. hundred percent. All right. Here's our buddy, Star Wars Toys 73. I don't know if he's still in the chat. He was in here as Bastajan. Bastajan. Darth motherfucking Malgus. And that's why I picked this one, just because yeah. he speaks my language. Darth Malgus uh, is a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, right. He gives an explanation, which you asked for. Bane's story was pretty awesome, too, but the thought bomb, like, <laughs> fuck all the way off. All the words in the English language and all their permutations, and they settled on the thought bomb. <laughs> Who thinks of this stuff? My 12-year-old niece? So Darth Malgus it is. Well said, 
Star Wars toys. There we go. That was a good little rant there. I, I love the say, anger. Like, I love the passion. It is very Sith-like. Thank you. The character of Bane is canon. I don't know if everything around it is canon. Like the trilogy of books is canon, but but he was canonized through Clone Wars or Rebels. I'm pretty sure it was. Rebel. I think it's it's season two or it's one of the later seasons. But yeah, it's yeah. So he is there, but I don't know like. If that, if his introduction into canon through the animated series has thus made the 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 novels canon, like because you don't, you still don't hear about Xana, which was his apprentice, and then exactly. I mean, the character might be canon, but his past deeds from the legends books might not be. Yeah, I mean, Darth Malgus is always going to be really awesome to me, just because of the that trailer. I mean, that I mean, yeah, the, the, the trailer. Like, the multiple trailers that he was featured in and then just playing that game, like that game, while it was not a great MMO in terms, I mean, well, I thought it was cause it was a star Wars MMO. I get to have lightsabers and, and, and fight against some of these really cool characters. Uh, Basila Shan's in it. Fucking Darth Revan's in it. Darth Malgus is in it. a lot of cool characters. Yeah. Um, but it's just, he was a bad motherfucker, dude. Like he was a badass. Yeah, motherfucker. Well, there you go. Darth motherfucking Malgus. The, the name is earned. Uh, Broken Artist 98. I'm going to cheat here and say Omega Squad. And I think uh, Baron's Black Series had that as well. He's he's dipped out because uh, we took too long to get to, to get his to his, uh, his self-praise. So we see what type of fan Baron is, but that's <laughs> fine. Thanks, Spencer. Uh, yeah, Omega Squad. That's that's one of the Clone War squads. I don't know if they're a comic book. I, can't. Uh, I forget. There was more detail. I don't know if it's comic book or video game. But the, essentially, I think it's books. They 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 were fleshed out. They were all clones that were you know given personalities, much like a Rex, a, a Fives, a Set, and the other things. So uh, sounds good. Omega mm-hmm. Squad, Lance Peter X thirty four, all of the EU's solo. solo offspring to go with Jaina Solo that started the Black Series Legends line of six inch figs. Yeah, so. I mean Jaina, Jason, and Anakin would be. It is three. weird that it's like Hasbro had an idea to kind of do a Legends line, and then it pretty much stopped with her. That's weird. Uh, I mean, like they these... they've released the Revens and and whatnot. I, I still think that's because of the game, game we play. Yeah, I mean, like you do Jaina, Jason, Anakin. You could do Mary Jade. You can do. Uh, ben Skywalker, you can do right. a lot of, I mean, like there was, a- yeah, there, there was a lot of these. I mean, again, we had, I think 38 or 40 comments. Uh, I tried to pick some, some different yeah. ones. There, there was a lot of the, Kyle the, you know, the solo kids, the Skywalker kids, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I agree there. I love the, the solo and Skywalker offspring. I thought that they right. were really, well here's, yeah, here's another one. Cap wolf photos, Mara Jade. I think we found out Luke lost Mara in the attack. To Kylo, it would have given even more weight to his decision to leave. Essentially Definitely. saying, like, Luke's nephew would have murdered his wife. Yeah. Which no. it would have been even more of a reason why Luke was like, peace out, I'm out of here. That makes See sense. World. And, like, uh, and he threw a, a dash Rendar there, too. We had a few dashes as well. Yeah. So, I mean, on the Mara Jade one, I think that could technically still be done. Like, you, you could... There is not enough canon filled in between six and uh, and seven that would invalidate Luke's ability to have a wife. Yeah, and at least at least you know a side piece, something like that, someone yeah. that he was interested in, and maybe when he decided to really train again, he got back in that goofy Jedi way of thinking. Yeah, 
and, and pushed her away or this, that, or the other thing. She doesn't have to necessarily be the Mara Jade Skywalker that we saw in Legends. Like, she doesn't have to be a Grandmaster Jedi that was helping Luke run the Academy. She could still be the same person. She could still be an Imperial Assassin that just turned to the light right. side and stuff like and that. And that, that kind of goes back. Uh, someone made a comment here. I think Joker Beats, again, great comments today, Joker Beats. But he's essentially saying, you know, you could bring back... Whitworth's character of Starkiller, but maybe he's he's a an Inquisitor now, something yeah. like that. So I mean, he's still Starkiller. I think he said call him Merrick, kind of a bad guy name. You still get Sam back into his first ever Star Wars character. I mean, he's just the voice of Maul. He's not really Maul, the voice. Yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, yeah, same thing with Mara. They don't have to be exactly what they were. I mean, if, if we're gonna get him back in, I think people would be okay making a few concessions here or there. No, yeah, I I 100% agree. Like, you can still bring in the essence of who the character was <laughs> and, and, and build out a very similar storyline, but it doesn't have to be the exact exact right. thing but according to papa it would be they'd all be inferior anyway anything so. that is not attack of the clones is inferior to papa uh, yeah he, I mean, he pa- loves pa- papa's the, favorite movie is attack of the clones he thinks it's the best cinema ever created he, he just loves the love scenes he <laughs> loves like, to love the like, love scenes yeah <laughs> and he wants to wish he he wishes he could wish away the sequel trilogy yes that is exactly what what <laughs> papa's mindset is. all right <laughs> papa we love you buddy uh uh, moving on, action figure noob. He pretty much gets mentioned every uh, question of the week. Yes, very be- well thought out. Yes, they're very detailed. Yeah. He's, he's like a, a geek scholar out there, but yeah. he too went with Darth Malgus. Uh, beyond just how badass he looks, I really loved his character when I used to play Swator. Mm-hmm. If Lucasfilm was really planning on doing Old Republic movies, it would be awesome if they did the battle on Ilum. They surely can build a history around it since they used a planet on TFA with Starkiller Base. Got a little more history with Kyber Crystals in Rogue One, and we got to go there during the Fallen Order game. So, very well said. Thank you, good sir. Yeah, no. Fantastic call out here by Action Figure Noob. I agree. I love all of the Old Republic characters, and (laughs) and Galagus Rax Picks. Is that I say that right? Galagus Rax Picks? He's also yeah. a big fan of the uh, <laughs> the old Republic characters because he wants the whole triumvirate back. The whole yeah, Sith I think we, we said that last week when uh, we were talking about nihilists. We're yeah. like, you know what? You might as well bring in uh, Trey, Scion, all of them. And that we were just talking about figures back then. But yeah, I, I and this, as I said. Nick and I have probably spent more time with the Sith Triumvirate than most Star Wars fans these days because they are a squad in Galaxy of Heroes. Yep. Um, they're worth having around. They're not quite as as uh, powerful and imposing as they used to be, but they're still worth having around. And they are great dark side characters. Yeah. I just I love... The idea of the Trumvirate, I love how each one was very unique and how they processed the dark side, yet they were all still very fucked up and hated yeah. the Jedi. It was so. almost like you get to see a different aspect of the dark side of the Force with each one of them, where yeah. with Treya, you see the I, I mean, Scion of- is just one of the most interesting mm-hmm. fucking nut job Sith characters out there. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, the Old Republic is an area that was pre-Disney- an area ripe for canon storytelling and live action content. And still now it's an area that is open for amazing uh, live action content. So I really hope that at some point we get it because it's too good to pass up like this era where it's just, it was so heavily 
you know, based off of this battle between light and dark, not necessarily in a subversive way that we've usually seen it, that then turns into like all out galactic war, but a very upfront in your face. Here's the dark side of the force. Here's the light side of the force going at it. Um, I think that that's a fun place to, to kind of play around. So right. next and one, up next we got, yeah, Max Maldini. Um, he says he'd like to see Tycho Selchu from yeah, that Rogue guy. Squadron and Canon. Tycho Selchu. I remember he was in the books. <laughs> I mean, now that I there look you at it, like, yeah, because when I first looked at the name, I was like, I can't really remember. I but mean, that, that's a fucking deep cut. I'd have to. Honestly, it's been so long since I read the X-Wing books. I'd have to look up exactly who he was because I can't I, I really can't remember. Um, there we go. OK, yeah. I Tycho mean, go sell to Starfighter pilot. He, you know. Yeah, I mean, so he was he was in the Rebel Alliance and the New Republic. So yeah, he, yes, he, okay. So he this makes is, sense to come back. This is what I where I remember it. So he was captured From by Alderaan by Saint Isard and then imprisoned in Luscania prison. So this is this is his arc where it starts in the uh, the X Wing novelizations. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. He was essentially he, Wedge's best buddy. Yeah. He fought in the Battle of Hoth and Endor, and also ran some campaigns for the New Republic. So, yeah, I mean that that would make sense. I mean, yeah. why not? It, that honestly, characters like that would probably be the best type of legend characters to bring back because they're not quite as prominent as the mm-hmm. ones we love. You know, someone like Papa P probably isn't going to want to kill somebody if they <laughs> bring back a, a, a Tycho versus a, you know, Malgus Bane, this, that, or the other thing. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. I, I like, it's just, it was, again, I, I picked it cause I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I like it. I like when fans know this, this kind of random shit that most people would never pay attention to. Yeah, It's just, I, if you would have brought that name up to me, 10 years ago it would have been fresh in my mind but that's literally uh, probably longer than that is how long it's been since i read yeah, that put the that cbd suit. pen down i know it's just killing all of my <laughs> brain cells they're going uh, they're going out the window um and right. that was well, the, it, yeah that was that's all it right responses. yeah okay so good one there people uh, remember keep your eyes out nick usually puts the question of the week out around i don't know sunday monday ish you never know he kind of He's got a laissez-faire approach to the, his schedule these days, sleeping, staying up late, sleeping in, <laughs> yeah. drinking beer all day, throwing out questions of the week on Instagram. So just, just keep tuned, Keep your right? eyes out. Keep, you best keep be following in. at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram if you want to get mixed up in the fan segment. And uh, before we get into the reason why most of you are here, don't forget that we will be kicking off another tournament. Uh, Nick is going to stealth launch it because, as you know, with the Star Wars Time Show, we never plan or produce anything that actually has a date and time to stick to. That's right. right? So keep your we, eyes. We've always got to leave wiggle room for forgetting shit, tech fuck ups, and this the, the usual crap you're used to with the with, SWTS. With SWT. So just keep, yeah, keep your eyes out on the Instagram. <laughs> it will be a similar. It will, oh actually going to be the exact same format as the last one. Sixteen competitors fighting it out. All of them will be non-force users this time. I'm still figuring out what my 16 are going to be, but you're going to see some fan favorites. You're going to see some lesser known people and you're going to see some pretty interesting matchups. So, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Excellent. Uh, All right. Well, then there's the seating. Seating is going to be fucking tough for that. 
Well, I think you did you did a great job on the force user one, so yeah. we've got you. Yes. We've got you on yes. this one. We, we 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 speak your name and we trust you, Nick. Thank Just you, don't sir. fuck it up. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Um, all right, so yeah, that brings us into our top five for this uh, week. Look, even Spencer figured out to come back for this. He's back. Talk about talk about timing. Does this guy have a bug in my house or what? I How know, did he right? know we are getting into the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week? But it's a special one. It's one of those top ones plus ones top five right. plus one. I, I know intergalactic <laughs> he replied to our stories like "Ooh, i made honorable mention i made sure to correct him it's not the honorable said, mention good sir you are the top motherfucking one yes the honorable mention made it seem like we're, we're throwing out consolation prizes here yeah. there's no consolation prizes no. on the star wars time show you either people. make it or you don't if, if you make it in the next post you are a champion of that week yes and if you make be the it, top be one, it nick the king picking you or the lowly surf matt picking you yeah you you basically you made it you made it. You, you are not. There's no consolation. There's no second right. prize here. There's nothing honorable about us anyways. So the, the term true. doesn't even apply to the Star Wars time show. That's very true. So sorry, Nick, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Go ahead and kick off our first selection. Our first selection for the top five this week is a fantastic Lego shot here. Lego Mandalorian shot from oh, yes. 02313 on Instagram. And what we have is the Mando lego figure whipping the dark saber oh, yeah. in a very i mean like i'm gonna say this and i know that we've talked about it before it's hard to pose legos but o2 fucking killed it with this oh, yeah. man there's some um, you know lego trooper 89 he's another one that that does this uh, uh first and foremost fantastic looking shot i do want to let everyone know that this is a custom mando lego minifig uh, so that's why it looks a little different than what you might be able to get these days. I don't even know if you can. I think you can get one Mando. He's not full Beskar yet. I don't think so. Actually, I have no fucking idea. I think he might be, but he came in the the uh, at at or the at ST set. Uh, the, the next Mando, I don't think is shipping until the Razorcrest set ships this fall. And you also get a, a child in that one. So this, while this is a custom Mando, I don't know if that means that the legs pop out one by one. As you can see, clearly one of the legs has been removed. That's not how mm -hmm. Lego minifig legs function, yes. period. They're always connected together and kind of like a double joint system. So it's like these have been taken out and he's either using some uh, glue or putty there to give it this uh, Lego a little bit more of a dynamic pose. Or that could just be built into the fact that this is a custom Mando, which allows for uh, more dynamic posing. Either way, the shot is excellent because of the pose. Mm -hmm. uh, then, also the figure. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's an, it's an eye catcher. And, and, and like, I don't know if you're going to go here, but that the, the Darksaber, again, yeah. just kind of pops. Yeah, the Darksaber pops. I mean, even like the the background effects that O2 threw in here, where he's got like a big kind of trail following the arc of the saber. Um, and then even like that weird kind of phantasmal background with like the pink and purple colors and stuff. It was just, it's an eye-catching shot. I thought it was really well posed. I thought it was really well thought out, considering that we we may see the Mandalorian whipping a dark saber in season two. I mean, it's a very possible. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see the dark saber in action. We've heard about it. Uh, Giancarlo's talked about how many he broke. 
filming season two, which implies it's going to be out, it's going to be swung, and it's going to be clashing against something else. More than likely, a lightsaber. Yeah, hopefully uh, so. But yeah, just fantastic figure, shot, good stuff. Uh, O-T-O-U-313. Give them a follow. Have some uh, other good shots of this Lego Mando out there. For sure. Uh, just some commentary here. We got some people lamenting the fact that it makes the top five. Hey, it doesn't happen every time, Tones. I, I <laughs> loved your shot, man. Uh, blame it on Nick. That's all it's, I usually say. You can throw I think all he's talking your... about the, the Hot Toy shot. It is a fantastic shot where he remade a, a comic book cover where I, it splits Anakin down, yeah. where one side is Anakin, the other side is Vader. I did see that shot. It was it's very good. There were I mean, like every like I said, every week it's tough. It, it's it's hard. It's really I mean, trust me. Hard. Uh, I, I mean, I, I want to get on. There are some days I want to get on her bitch. The fact that bigger accounts still don't use our hashtag. Uh, those big accounts that are on here now, no problem with all of you. But there, there's other ones. I'm tired of naming names because I end up looking like a douchebag. <laughs> Uh, but I, it's like, come on. But it really doesn't matter because we get so many people that follow the show, that, that sit in on the live stream, and people that are looking at their stories. It, it, it's caught on pretty well. So much so that I believe we have, a, I have 130 images in my two feature fucking folder at this point. Uh, but what Nick has to do, it, it's not easy because even when I do my top ones, and I've seen everything. I'm the one that shared the fucking shots in the first place. So I thought they were great enough to even get featured. But it is hard because I'm I'm sharing 12 shots a day. Uh, basically six, seven days worth of that. He has to go through and find gems. Yeah. And there, every one of them is a gem. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and the thing is, is like. You know, I picked the top five on Monday, but if I picked it on, if I went through and I did my selections on Sunday, would it be a diff- completely different five? Exactly. Like it, 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 uh, it, even when I did my top one, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, fuck, man, I went, I went that one. Oh no, I went that one. Oh no, that. that yeah, okay, I guess. Usually, I'll just... Matt will send me two or three top ones just in case I pick one of his. Exactly. You know, exactly. selections for my top five. So we're pulling it, back the curtain a little bit again, but yeah. th- th- don't take it personally. This isn't a. A popularity contest. It 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 really is two humans with their own opinions on art and how they appreciate them and what they choose. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, and, and and like Joker, you know, Joker beats kind of throughout in the in the chat. Matt has a never-ending folder of of you know images to share and to feature on the account. And yes, it just- and it's literally at a high, it's at 120 right now. Ooh. And that's with me dedicating myself every morning to share 12 shots. You know how much time that takes up of life? Almost an hour. Uh, I, I made the pledge a few weeks back that if you use our hashtag Star Wars Time Show and tag us, I'll like every single shot. I may have to start pulling back on that if I want to regain any sort of morning and just get right to work and get the shit, uh, you know, get the show on the road. Yeah. But we do appreciate it. Keep it coming. Hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Tag Star Wars Time Show. If you're friends with the big accounts, bust their balls. Yeah. <laughs> We're too good for Star Wars time show. You can use all the other fucking stupid Star Wars hashtags. Go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. All, all right. right. Moving on. Next up, we got Mr. Goat, Mr. Everything Kylo, Mr. Jesse making his way into the top five again with a... Is this the one he called his B-side or was this the original? I don't know. I think this is the one he called a B-side. That just goes to show you the quality of shit this guy his, puts his, out. His B-side. I, I can see it. Yeah, this is his B-side shot. And... I mean, the fucking A side is 
disgustingly good. He throws in a little bit of a JJ lens flare there. But what we see here in this shot is pilot Luke on Hoth, except in this alternate reality of Hoth, Luke does not just use his lightsaber to cut into <laughs> an ATAT and fucking blow it up. He uses right. his lightsaber to cut through a bunch of fucking snowtroopers on the ground. And I mean, Jesse has always been very good. Like his he, specialty he, is the action shot. Yep. And, and this is just the perfect capture of an action shot here. Like the, the figure, what blows my mind is that figure in the background that he has perfectly positioned in this, in this like backward arc falling over with his helmet fucking suspended in midair. And just the pose that Luke has going forward, using the force to push the, the guy in the foreground down. Like, just yeah. fucking beautiful work here by Jesse. I mean, there's just... No, every, everything Kylo is one of the best, if not the best, action poser on IG in the Star Wars toy community. Uh, he also excels at particle effects, be it actual physical particles or fire particle effects i mean that's you could pick you can pick a jesse shot out of a lineup Mm -hmm. because of how quality and crisp and clear and really just alive they look i mean his shots look like they are kind of static images in motion yeah that makes no sense right i mean those words contradict each other but it does look like a living shot. You can feel the whoosh of the force. You can feel Luke's saber making swings. You can almost feel the guys getting blown back and about to hit the snow here on Hoth. Yeah, so, that's, that's when you've uh, reached like the high art level of toy photography. With I mean, and you see that in like these, these like masters of the craft, like Jesse, like Papa, Sir Dork, you know, Black Series, 1-6, all of these like top mm-hmm. next level guys. It's the pose to me. It's the posing. Like when you become a true champion toy photographer, it's when you can pose like this. Yeah, and it's okay? not saying that like you need this level of posing and detail. No, and everything like that. it's a That's style. Like, I mean, yeah. I I'm trying to get to the point where I quit worrying about what the fuck everyone else is doing, and just do what I do. And if it's just static, boring portrait shots or, or or mood shots, so be it. That's what I do. That's what I can do. I need to quit fucking worrying about like, I want to be able to shoot like everything Kylo. I want to do a shot like Papa Palpatine. I want to do a stage scene like Plastic Action or Black Sea. It's like, you, you know what? Fuck you, Matt. You're not them. You're Haywood Pop. Exactly. Just fucking do what you do. If, if if what you do is basic to you, then so be it. That's what you do. Focus on what you do to get better at that versus how you can do what other people are doing. I think Matt had just had a breakthrough on the show. I'm growing. It just happened Hello. live. I'm having, I'm having emotional, uh, I can psychoanalyze myself is what I'm saying. A lot of people have told me in my life, I need to go see a shrink. <laughs> I've done enough stuff to my brain mentally to open up my mind that I, I kind of understand why I'm a jerk off. <laughs> now, does that mean I can fix things right away? Absolutely not. I struggle to be a better father to my kid than my dad was to me because of his training. And I got to break through all that shit, my chemical imbalances. So I try, but I, I really, I need to get to the spot and I'm getting there. I forget where I saw it. I think I saw it on Dagobah days or he had a story with another, with, with a creative essentially saying like, listen, motherfuckers, quit worrying about what other people are doing or trying to do what other people are doing. Do what you do. 
Do what you do. And if what I do is just basic portraits, uh, you know, simple shots, then so fucking be it. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to do I, I'm never going to do what, what, what Kylo does. There's no way I, I just it's either a lack of patience, a lack of creativity, a lack of vision. But when I sit down, I do not sit down and go, oh, I'm going to make it look like this fucking ad ad driver got hit so hard in the head that he flipped over. Mm-hmm. His head popped off. Luke's mid run doing a force push. Any of my action shots look like what everything Kylo's doing because I'm trying to mimic what he does because he's one of the best at this type of shot. So I know that was a long way around the horn to <laughs> honor our friend here, one of the original goats. Uh, but it's true. And I, hopefully those of you that are listening that, that get pissed with this hobby, uh, you get frustrated, you get stuck in a rut like I constantly in. You know, sometimes you got to just gotta understand there, there's going to be people that are way better than you. You're going to be better than certain people. Just do what you do. Commit, refocus, and try to become the best person at doing that shit. And then, though, this isn't like a participation trophy speech. It's fucking real life, man. We all got our, our, our strong suit or skills in certain aspects of this hobby. Mine's not posing, and I need to come to grips with that. Mine's not setting up a detailed dioramas. I need to come to grips with that. Thank you. The truth. Thank you, my friends, for giving me this time <laughs> to just vomit out all the poison in my head over this fucking hobby and these toys and Star Wars. Truth bombs dropped by Matt here on the on the segment. But you're right. I mean, like, you need to perfect your craft, not Jesse's craft. So um beautiful shot here they're they're all it's like i have a self-help group now (laughs) they're all like oh man art subjective (laughs) everyone's got their own style so i I, that's why we love you people that's why we love the star wars time show a-holes the dedicated ones i don't even like calling you a-holes anymore maybe we (laughs) got to think of a better name the loyalist we may yeah we may put out like a put out a a a, we uh, should do like a what what is the the name of the star wars time there we go there we go name yourselves (laughs) maybe that's maybe that's the next question of the week or just a middle of the week question but i do like that because i i i I do have an affinity for those of you that that stick with us you tag us in every shot you share you show up for the live streams in the middle of the day you're sharing your stories i i genuinely love all of you as star wars time show fans (laughs) i probably don't love you as humans but i love you as star wars time show fans so thank you we speak your name we speak your name here's what we'll do and i'll i'll i don't know if i'm gonna do this this week or next week cultists if i I do it this week you will know that the the there is a delay putting together the (laughs) the bracket okay what i'll do is i'll put out a call I'll say, okay, we need suggestions for what Star Wars Time Show fans should be called. We'll take in all of the suggestions. Matt and I will parse through them and we'll pick out our top two. There we go. Yeah, we can have an official unveiling and settling on a new name. That, yeah. That'll make for a good segment. We'll pick, I like it. We'll pick out the two. Then we'll have a fan vote. We'll have all a right. fan vote on the final two. And then whatever wins the fan, because this is what we do now. Apparently, this is popular with our fans. They, you guys have reacted really well to the to the battle post where you get to vote and your voice gets to be heard. So we'll do that for our fan base. We'll Matt and I will pick the final two out of the suggestions, but you vote on the final one. Oh yeah, you, you guys have to pick your own moniker. We'll we'll, we'll get you so far. Think of, it's like <laughs> AGT. 
where we're, we're the judges. We're going to whittle it down to, you know, the best of the best. And then we're going to turn it over to the dumbass American <laughs> public to vote. Yeah, exactly. And then, we, then we'll end up being the, the Star Wars time show dickholes or something. Yeah, like I'm that. sure that, yeah, they'll, they'll pick the dumbest shit. So we have to stick with it. Yeah. But that's why we love them. So anyways, uh, back to the top five here. We all know them. We all love them. Everything Kylo. Yes. Check him out. You will not be disappointed. He is an official Hasbro guy now, there too. So. And, then, and the motherfucker's building shit. Just look look what he's doing. He's making the uh, the the Mandalorian hideout. Uh, I think he's going to start going to some shows, Franks and Sons, to sell the stuff. So he's, he's spreading his wings and flying. That's beautiful. He's more than just a toy photographer now. He is a complete creative. Yeah. I mean, that's great just to see that Jesse is able to up-level his craft like that. Look at, we're, we're, they're already giving us good names in the chat. We got The Uncivilized. I mean, that is kind of, a, that is our tagline. The Nerf Herders, <laughs> The Chosen Ones, The Cultists um swts crew so keep it up guys I, we really are going to do the little yeah, I'm gonna contest put, nick mentioned i'm gonna but put that out so just keep th- an don't eye expect out it those. to be ran well or smooth it's <laughs> just it'll happen just you know keep your eyes out keep your eyes out for sure because we will be doing it soon um and then to for a complete change of style so we're moving on yeah, in the top five on. for a complete change of style from what we see with jesse and the super action oriented in your face Styled. We then now have a top five from at Manuel underscore ABGM on Instagram. I believe this is a, a first first. It it, is. You've done this a couple times since we started doing live streams where I feature them for the first time and they instantly make a top five. Well, yeah. So it's almost like you're you're, you're taking Tones uh, titties and just twisting them. Even more. You're like, even more. here you go, just, Tones. This guy just got featured and a top five in the same hey, look, week. Tones has been in the top five. So let's just not, let's not go there and. Papa Palpatine, the deplorables. I like that. That's a nice throwback to 2016. I like it. Right. Um, (laughs) So at Manuel, ABGM here has a really cool, the way you put it, like a cool perspective shot, a top down, almost like a, like a shot that's really showing the scale of an ADAT figure yeah, here. It, yeah, think it's almost like a drone or a snow speeder is out scouting yeah. this lone ADAT walking across the ice. The and ice they they kind of have that top-down perspective. It, I just, I, I love it. It really was a, kind of a, a striking image where it's just a, you know, it, it, the, the image is placed in a way that it, it, it just catches your eye. I mean, it's right mm-hmm. there in one of the rule of thirds uh, crosshairs, if you will. I don't know, man. It's just something evocative about this image. I don't know if that's uh, one of these micro machine at ats shot that way, and just the way say, it's pulled do, out do, to make it look big, or what? The way that he has the light source placed, and then the shadow is cast towards you when you're looking at the image. Yeah, that. I mean, I know it's got a slight filter on it as well, but it, it's a stark image because if you think about it in the in the perspective of ESB. And in the way that the ad at first reveals itself to the, you know, to the rebels, it's like you, you have them kind of looking out there and it's zoomed in on one like that, like the, the binoculars are zoomed in on one ad at and then you pull out and you see the rest of them. It, it, it's, it's reminiscent of that because you're seeing what is essentially this massive imperial machine, the, the, the entire war machine that is coming at the rebellion on Hoth. But then if you look at it from this perspective, you're like, wow, it's it's really just a collective of these one individual ADATs that are all making their way down. It was just, it is, it's eye-catching, it's well-composed, even though it's so simple. And like, 
to juxtapose right. this next to something like Jesse's shot, where it is so complex in the setup and the execution and the posing and everything that comes into that shot. And then you see something as simple as Manuel ABGM shot. And you, you realize like, like the people in the chat have been saying, like you can, you can have incredible photography and art, whether it be super action oriented or something that is yeah. like a, like a portrait style. Right. You just, you just can't be a fucking ass wipe like me. That's the, <laughs> like, I am the problem with all this. Like anything in my life that I bitch about on the show is my fault. I know I'm, I'm not always people that blame stuff on other people. I am a fucking ding dong. Okay. A ding dong. There we go. I ruin everything I love and I love <laughs> everything I ruin. That's just how I roll. So if you, um, if you Manuel ABGM on Instagram, underscore ABGM, uh, 13 or 1700 followers. He's definitely a Lego photographer. Uh, you can scroll through his feed, see a lot of fun shots. I just, I want to know what Legos. this is. I mean, tones, he's agreeing with me thinking this might be one of these micro machines from way back in the day. I, I just don't know. It almost has too much detail for that. Uh, either way, if you do listen, Manuel, let us know. Uh, shoot us a DM. We, we do like that feedback from people that, uh, we, we honor on the show. So if you did listen, give us a DM. Yeah. And we will thank you for that. But good stuff here. Manuel underscore ABGM on Instagram. Beautiful job. Next up is hey the person now, who's been waiting for his call out for the last two hours. He even, he even came is, back to sit here like a good little boy and get his praise <laughs> uh, lumped upon him. Yeah. So this is at Barron's Black Series, a.k.a. Spencer in our, in our live stream chat um, with a really cool shot that to me... The reason I picked it is this reminds me of Rogue One, the the scene where the the Star Destroyer comes up and covers the sun, and you get that massive shadow yeah. across. Yeah, Jedha. it's basically a Star Destroyer eclipse. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just the way that that Spencer, I don't know if if this was like actually using the figure itself to block out the sun and then you're using the perspective no uh, the here's background. what he did because i mean i study this shit i think people think i just look at stuff i, I study it i read the comments i read everything they write so this is actually a, a composite shot okay uh he, he's his lazy ass was hanging <laughs> out at the pool probably you know laying on his, his chair there getting a tan and he, he took a shot of the sky on his phone i'm assuming then I think when he got back, he he shot the ship and 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 pieced it in there. So there we go. He's it, yeah, it's good work. I mean, it's, it's a good composite shot. I it's, mean, I, it's, I I don't fuck with composites. Fuck that shit. It's and like the way that the light diffusion is coming through the ship is really awesome because like you can see like it's a perfect outline of the ship, but you also see parts of it where like light is diffusing through. Like the little parts of the yeah. ship where you have like... He's he's actually commenting live, and I, I was right, so I told you, I'm a freak. I, I study these shots. I, I want to know about them, and he was. He, this was unplanned, so that's my method of shooting. I'm never planned. That's probably why they always look basic. But he was laying out there, drinking some beer, smoking some stogies with Blanche, looked up at the sky, grabbed his phone, took the shot... Got home is like, hey, I want to shove a star destroyer in there. So then he broke out his uh, big boy camera and shot the the figure, yeah, so or the model or whatever it is. But no, it's it's cool. I mean, as you said, I I think it's it is the contrast of the ship versus the background. Then you kind of have the light rays spraying out behind it. It's it's very eye catching, which is why it made it into my net onto the page, and then Nick himself snagged it for the top five. Oh yes, so. Excellent work, Spencer. I mean, 
it, I, I love shots like that. I don't know why, like if you have like silhouetted shots or anything like that. I think this one, when I saw it, literally the first thing that came to my head was like, this looks like a shot that could have been in Rogue One, the movie. So it was just really yeah. well done. Look at that. Look at that, Spencer. Send the man a tip. <laughs> a tip. Yes. I should get tips for doing top fives. Now. I we agree. should. Pay I me. mean, I always say, I always say that I would never do uh, Patreon, but my man needs some uh, cashola, <laughs> so we might have to put out a little tip bucket. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe there's a Star Nick, Wars. Nick time needs tip to eat. Now, but I'm fine, everybody. I'm still making money through the end of July, so we'll see what happens after that, though. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, we have a shot from at underscore Funko Mickey. Uh, and, a, a Funko photographer yes. that has transitioned to figures, much like myself. Yes. So what what we have here from Funko Mickey is a recreation, a semi-recreation yes. of what we saw at the end of the Clone Wars final season. Uh-huh. And we see Rex on the on the deck or on the you know the 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 hallways of a of a galactic cruiser, and he's just blasting away stun bolts, not live ammunition not killing his brothers out there but only stunning them to make his way through the ship and hopefully escape as we saw at the end uh with ahsoka and, and the rest yeah of the it is i mean that's why i initially picked it. it it's a dead-on recreation of that scene when you know ahsoka convinces rex like listen bro i mean i get it they're hell-bent on murdering us but that's not how we roll and he was in the hallway just stunning motherfuckers with those little blue rings of of paralysis uh and that's what stood out it was just it was a good it was a good uh recreation of that scene i'm assuming this is a a digi rama setup so grabbed a uh you know an imperial looking interior there threw the figure in front of it try to light the figure to match the background add the effects in post Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Throw it up on IG and hopefully the algo doesn't hide it. Yeah, and I mean, if you, it, it's so awesome too because first off, uh, Funko Mickey used the hashtag Star Wars Time Show on the original post. And if you look at, if you look at all of his work before this, he is a, like you mentioned, he's a Funko guy and he's like a, he's like a Disney Funko person, Marvel, Disney. And he's only got a few like Black Series figures sprinkled in there. And this one shot, like amidst all of the Funko stuff, was just a really killer, well-executed uh, Black Series shot. I mean, just excellent job, excellent concept here, knowing that this, you know, was a big moment in not only the Star Wars Clone Wars series, but in Rex's personal life where he literally has to, in a way, cut down his brothers to ensure his own survival. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, they they all died in the end anyways. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. I mean, Ahsoka was... I think she had the, the right idea, but when it, when a ship's crashing, they're not going to stay alive. So why risk yourselves? But hey, it is what it is. They made it out. It was a touching ending. We all shed a yeah, tear. So but. At, at underscore Funko Mickey on Instagram, well done. Uh, and then that is the end of the Nick top five Uh-oh. for this week. And now we're Uh-oh. going into the Matt top one. You know, that's right. That is right. And I told you intergalactic Raptor, it is not an honorable mention. <laughs> As you can see right here in the post top one from yours, truly the chief, the master chief, what wrong, wrong franchise. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The Sith, the Lord of the Sith. There we go. But yeah, anyway, so I my pick this week was at intergalactic underscore raptor. Uh, I just find this shot to be 
wonderful. Multiple levels of wonder, too. Uh, let, me, let me speak them. First and foremost, it's nice and clear and crisp. Second, I love the mix of colors. There's a great mix of like red and bluish purple light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the posing. The setup is great. It, it creates a scene. You see Veers there with troops looking like they're getting ready to go out onto the battlefield. Uh, it looks like Raptor used some floorboards from the ubiquitous motherfucking break your thumbs diorama to allow light to leak in, which in turn was highlighted by, I'm assuming, some sort of fog, aerosol, vape, whatever, to really kind of round out this shot. So so to me, when I see this, I, I do, I, I feel like Veers, uh, this mud troop or Mimbom trooper and these other bucket heads, you know, they're either in a transport right now, getting ready to get dropped right live onto a field of battle, uh, or they're ready to roll out like a hangar door to go out and, you know, charge the field, scare or something like that. Yep. I just, I mean, there, there's a lot of, of solid aspects of this shot. I mean, like I said, the, the, the clarity, the atmosphere created and the way the lighting kind of highlights the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the same feeling when I saw this shot is like, this is a prepare for battle shot. Those, like you said, those, you know, like the floorboards, what they are, they're going to fold down. They're going to run out on the, on the battle. Exactly. It's like a ramp or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there we go. We're in the battle. And it looks like this may be a, a, an extended campaign too, because you can see the weathering on the, on the more senior figure that's in the front of the line. They're they're bringing in some of the rookies, some of the suckers there in the back. back, They have no clue what they're about to get into. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good use of lighting. Like you mentioned, it's, it's a really pretty shot here by intergalactic Raptor and, uh, yeah, I mean, well worth the, the Matt top one of the week. And uh, that brings us to the end of the top five and the top one and the show. And that brings Woo! us to... We made it. We, we, we uh, started to get back to our three-hour yeah. runtime yeah. here. So I'm probably going to get off here and get my ass kicked. But uh, it was fun. I, I do apologize for the tech issues, my friends, yeah. at least those of you that were around during the live stream to kind of hear mics dropping in and out audio version you should be mostly clean it is what it is i don't know what to tell you anymore but my mac hates me i hate my mac so it's just one of those type of relationships it's quite sad i really do feel like i'm dealing with a windows product these days one that's never going to be patched but that's how we do the show that is the star wars time show if this was the first time you tuned into this mess of a program i'm going to go ahead and point you to the dance time we are dancing right now we are shaking we are shimming we are bobbing up and down and and why are we doing that well because we're ass wipes but we're really doing it because we want you to go to starwarstime.net to just get kind of keyed into our content this is what we do this is typically what we talk about on each show but for those of you that are lazy and can't click on stuff it also has every link you need to follow the star wars time show i'm talking you got to subscribe to us so we've got all your platform choices apple podcast google podcast spotify tune in android stitcher iheart pandora deezer by email rss and if that's not enough as i always say go fuck yourself all right and once you get on those platforms please leave a rating or a review, or a comment, or a thumbs up, share, do what you got to do. 
Because in the end, the only reason we have grown as a show is because of people like you that are watching live, people that share on IG, those on Facebook, this, that, and the other thing, because you talk about it, you mention it in your own feeds. So all of the algorithm overlords start to think that we may not suck as bad as we actually suck. And when that happens, more people get exposed to it, more people get infected by the Star Wars 19, and more people join in on the fun, right? 2022 podcast media badges or bust. We've laid down the gauntlet. It's out there. We're going to still keep putting out the weak ass shitty content that we do. So it's up to you now to get us there. Keep those listens coming. Keep the shares coming. Keep the rating and review going. We don't really, the people we're directly talking to, we don't need to tell you anymore. You need to start going out and getting your own Star Wars Time Show disciples. Become Star Wars Time Show Jesuses. All right? Get your flock. Become the shepherd. Spread the good word with them. And yes, if I'm not here next week, it's probably because I'm burning in hell. All right? But we all love the Star Wars Time Show because there's always time for Star Wars Time. And if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 